Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Like that. That's how I always reaffirm myself. Give me another one. Tony Bruno. See? Give me another one. Tony Bruno. You say it real fast now? Tony Bruno. Nice. You say it real slow now? Tony Bruno. Can you get deeper? Deeper? <laughs> You're a bad man. You're a bad man. Tony Bruno. Tony Bruno. And now. Oh, Tony Bruno. Stop it! Here is Tony Bruno. Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. The moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Hello, children's, kids, men, women of all ages. Ships at sea, wherever you are, thank you for dropping what you're doing and realizing that it is high noon here in the city of brotherly love where the sun is shining, the wind has calmed down, and the pollen is still flying all over the place on a beautiful Tuesday, April 16th. Thank you for watching us, listening to us on twitch.tv slash Bruno Nation Live, where everybody gathers around the radio, their personal electronic devices, anything you have, you can watch and you can listen at the same time. There's only one thing better than that, of course, but we'll have Luigi Curto explain that later on. In the meantime, Miss Robin is here. You ready for another day of action? I am so ready, Tony Bruno. I was up late last night because there was so much going on. Trying to watch a Phillies game. I was freezing watching the game and all those people shivering, watching Noah Syndergaard, Thor, who now has cut. He has the ponytail thing now because all the hair on the side. Remember Thor, Noah Syndergaard? He's like shaved the sides of his head, and now the stinking Thor look just looks like a guy with a long ponytail. It's an outrage. Plus, he was sticking his finger in the glove and putting some pine tar on it, and people are outraged at that. How about being outraged that the New York Mets have come out of nowhere and all of a sudden, our leading the National League East that beat you at home last night 
Phillies bullpen actually did a pretty good job, but the concern is Aaron Nola. What is up with Aaron Nola, man? We'll get into that in a minute. But the big story, of course, has to be not just the 76ers, but it's about the association, the National Basketball Association, Miss Robin. A record night on the hardwood with the fellows in the association. I remember when it was cool when I was on network radio uh-huh. and we would call the NBA just the association instead of the NBA. Why was that? Because it was cool. Hey, in the association tonight. Not the association who did Never My Love. Remember that song? And Along Comes Mary. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the association was a rock yeah. group. Basically a top 40 group. But we are underway. And welcome aboard, everybody. Tell your friends. who Keep saying, where's Tony Bruno? He's on Twitch. Dot TV, Bruno Nation Live. Yes. And everybody knows now Twitch. Anybody who's been online or follows video games or follows the latest trends on what's going on, they know that Twitch is the place to be. And the cool thing about Twitch, Twitch is the be-all and end-all of the Bruno Nation Live uh, extravaganza that includes the Tony Bruno Show and any other shows that we decide to put underneath there. Um, if for some reason you cannot join us via video, they have an audio only option mm-hmm. um, that you can switch to on the mobile app, but you can chat with us. You can do all that. If for some strange reason, none of that really works out for you because you can't or you're, you're whatever. You can still listen to us live via Spreaker. 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 Now that is an only audio only app. That's Correct. an audio-only app, and that's the app that we load the audio-only onto for all of the podcasts. So that's what feeds iTunes and Stitcher okay. and TuneIn so Radio. we're live every day, Monday to Friday, from noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. 9 to noon on the West, where a lot of people are up, right. get their cup of coffee. A lot of people waking up, not even realizing on the West Coast that the Warriors blew a 31-point lead in a historic night in the NBA. And we'll get to, let's get to that right now. Let me prank up my music again, because my boy Kevin Harlan was in the house last night. But that's the wrong theme. That's the ESPN theme. i got to put the uh, regular theme up again. The TNT theme, because this game was on TNT in Philly last night. And so were your Golden State Warriors, ladies and gentlemen. The Golden State Warriors. Many people turned this game off, because it was a 31-point blowout. Your Los Angeles Clippers, formerly the San Diego Clippers. Formerly the Anaheim Clippers. No, I'm just kidding. Actually, they were the Buffalo Braves way, 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 way back in the day before L.A. even knew what basketball was. Before L.A. knew pretty much what everything was. Except the beach, Santa Monica, and the Beach Boys, and drugs, and free love, and all that other crap from the 60s. Hey, there's nothing wrong with no, free love. No, there's not. I mean, it worked for me. But it's never free love, really. You eventually pay for it, whether you're married <laughs> or whether you're just dating. Free, there's no such thing as free love. And I'll explain that later in our okay. free love update. we got a lot of great updates. But last night out in Oakland, the Oracle, the arena in Oakland, which will be pretty much empty like the Coliseum in Oakland right next door very soon. <laughs> well, the Raiders will play there again. But, the, uh, of course, the Warriors are moving across into the city. So the town thing will go away. You know? Right. The town, because that's Oak Town, the city is... San Francisco. Even though right. the Warriors don't play in San Francisco, they play in Oakland. But that's another story for another time. That's basketball history, which you, you'll have to learn if you haven't learned it at this point. But last night, Warriors are up 31 points late in the third quarter. And you're thinking, 
And what else is on? I'm going to flip on and see what's on Science Channel. How about those uh, uh, Alaska Bush people? Flipped on to those guys. <clears throat> Building Alaska, the guy who build, guys who build log cabins in the middle of nowhere in Alaska, and then always bitch that it's getting too cold too soon. Because they only have like two months to be able to build something. <laughs> exactly. And they, they start building it, and then all of a sudden it starts snowing. No shit, you're in Alaska. <clears throat> but anyway... So the game is 31 points. You're turning it away. The Oracle, people are like yawning. And then all of a sudden, as they say on BH1s behind the music, something went terribly, terribly wrong for your GSW hoopsters. The Los Angeles Clippers, led by the greatest sixth man probably in NBA history now. I, I don't think it's debatable anymore. Lou Williams. Remember him, Sixer fans? Back when you were complaining that the Sixers sucked and they don't really need a guy like Lou Williams who could fill it up off the bench, so get him out of here. Lou Williams goes crazy, and so does another guy who was recently with the 76ers who was in a trade, remember, to get Boban and your point guard. So what happens? The Warriors basically go into shutdown, Operation Shutdown, and give all the credit to the, go, to the uh, Los Angeles Clippers. They come back and stage the biggest comeback in NBA postseason history. No one's ever been down by 31 points and come back to come back and win. So we had started. So Sunday we had Tiger Woods with the greatest golf comeback story right. Right, of this generation. And then Monday night the Clippers say, hold my beer. And they go out and stage the greatest comeback in NBA playoff history. Landry Shamit, remember him with the Sixers? He makes the big three with 15.9 seconds left to complete it. 85 points the Clippers scored in the second half against the Golden State Warriors. 85 points and a half. In a lot of NBA cities, that's a complete game. Yeah. But how about it? Give it up to the Clippers. Most people thought they had no shot in the series. Not that they're going to win the series. But that's what happens. You fall asleep in the NBA. And they went into a deep sleep in Golden State in Oakland last night. 31 points up to lose the game and give it up to your team, your town. The only basketball team that exists now in Los Angeles, the Clippers. The Lakers have been playing golf for a week. There's no hockey in Los Angeles because you had, or in Anaheim, because the Ducks didn't make the playoffs, the Kings didn't make the playoffs, the Lakers not in the playoffs. They only have the Dodgers and the Clippers now in the clip joint. So congratulations. It's now 1-1 in that series. But that's fun to watch. Unfortunately, that game's on so late on the East Coast. And the fact that it's up 31, who's, who actually stayed up to watch that game? You're, not, you're, you're tuning out from a 31-point blowout. Yeah. Are you not? Yeah. Especially if you're on the East Coast and the game, it's, it's, met, it's after midnight. It's now. on a Monday night. You have to be at work in the next year. Well, like, it depends. Yeah, it. I mean, I, I don't, we, don't, you know, we get up at 8 o'clock, 8.30. We actually got up earlier today. Because I didn't really do any show prep. I was watching baseball, basketball, flipping around with hockey, all kinds of sports going on last night. So instead of doing some prep last night, I said, screw it. I'll stay up late, watch this stuff, and then get up earlier anyway and get ready for the show. But while that was happening, right here in the city of brotherly love, my man Kevin Harlan was in the house with the TNT crew. Now, of course, the local guys on NBC Sports Philly, Mark Zumoff and Ala Abdul Nabi doing the game locally for the local audience. But if you're tuning into TNT, just like the night before ESPN had the game, by the Saturday afternoon game, that was on ESPN. But last night it was on TNT. And the 76ers, your team, your town, 
Brett Brown did something that no one's ever heard him do before. Well, we didn't hear it either, but the players heard it. He went nuts on his club at halftime. It's about freaking time. A fiery. He did a uh, Coach Norman Dale. How many damn times are we going to stop shooting three balls? Every time, Joel Embiid. Stop shooting threes. Go to the damn rack, Jack. Joel Embiid. a freaking team. And then Ben Simmons went off last night, just as we knew they would. It's about intensity in this game. And give the Brooklyn Nets credit. Sixers went up, and then the Nets made it a two-point game. They made it a tie game. And it was a one-point game at halftime. The Sixers looked like they were going to blow them out of the first half because they came out fired up. But the Nets didn't quit. So the Sixers go in at halftime. Go bananas. Brett Brown and even Jimmy Butler said, let me quote Jimmy Butler at halftime responding uh, after the game to what his coach did. He said, I love that shit. I'm quoting exactly now because they, yes. they bleep it out in the paper. I love that shit. I love people get cursed at, get yelled at. See, that's because he responds to that. Because when he was in Minnesota, he would routinely rip his teammates. Right. Charles Barkley used to do it when he thought his teammates weren't playing hard. But uh, and, and Jimmy Butler didn't even have a big game last night. But his teammates did. So the Sixers come out and score 51 points in the third quarter, which, by the way, is not an NBA record. Another team, because everybody's all 51 the most points in the third quarter. No, the Lakers in 1962 scored 51 points against the Detroit Pistons in a quarter in, 1950, in 1962. But the Sixers, for them, a record 51 points. They went on a 21-2 run coming out in the third quarter, and it was lights out. You knew that this team realized they're the better team. Ben Simmons did Ben Simmons things, triple-double. You know, everybody played well. Even Boban's going out there and making jumpers, which he did in game one also. I said Boban and uh, and Jimmy Butler in game one really were the only two players that looked great for the Sixers. Everybody else stunk it up. But last night, they did what they had to do. They came out. Ben Simmons, 18, 10, and 12, a triple-double. Boban had a double-double. And I had myself a Frosty. Because while all this stuff was great and the 76ers go on to win the game easily by 22 points, the best part of the game, and everybody all over the NBA world, not just talking about the game, because we already know what happens to the game, but it's the game inside the game. And you know, who's my favorite NBA announcer, Robin? Oh, there's no doubt about it. It's Kevin Harlan. Kevin Harlan. He's simply the best. And I've been saying this for years. There's a lot of great NBA play-by-play guys. I'm not saying the other guys aren't good. I'm saying that nobody does NBA like Kevin Harlan. So the game really was out of hand. It didn't matter. But that's what's great about Kevin Harlan. It doesn't have to be an unbelievable play for him to get excited. So late in the game, the Sixers have a promotion with Wendy's, for those of you scoring at home. And the promotion is you get a free Frosty the next day if an opponent misses two straight free throws in the second half of a game in Philadelphia. Got it. So the the game's well in hand. It's garbage time, pretty much. And so what happens? For your golden for your Brooklyn Nets, Trevion Graham strolls to the free throw line with four minutes and forty seconds and change left. The game's well decided. But Trevion Graham goes up to shoot two. He misses the first free throw. And then all of a sudden, the crowd was getting excited. And Kevin Harlan on TNT did what he does that no one else can do with this kind of alacrity. Let's go to the tape. They can taste it. Yes, they, they can, can feel it. They can see it. Oh, they got him! 
It's a frosty for everybody. Swoop it and in short. Slurp it and enjoy it. How many times have I said that around here, Robin? Come on. It's a nightly. (laughs) God, I'm coughing already, and I've taken two allergy pills today. I may need an injection of some kind. Slurp it and enjoy it, baby. I think I heard that in a movie I was watching late last night when everything was over. Wow. How about Kevin Hart? Let me give him a roaring round of applause here, Robin. But also, let's listen to the fans slurping and enjoying their Frosty today. At uh, And the best part of this promotion is you don't even have to have, like, a ticket stub to show them. If you just go into a Wendy's today in the Philadelphia area uh-huh. and you say, give me my damn free Frosty, bitch. But be nice about it. Don't call him a bitch, <laughs> he or she. Those exact words, I'm sure, will get you very If far. you just go to a Wendy's today and you mention the Frosty Freeze, the Frosty Freeze Out, it's called. You get a small Frosty. You know I love the Frosties, and there's a Wendy's right here near Broad and Snyder. We might have to stroll over there later on. And get me set, get, I like to go into Wendy's at like 2 a.m. when everything's closed, and you have the, like the side door. Now they have the side door, the late night window. Uh-huh. But you can't actually go inside the actual Wendy's. They close that, but they have a side door there on Snyder Avenue. And you go in there, and you get yourself like one of them $5 meal deals. Right. You get like a chicken sandwich, some fries, and a Frosty. It's a pretty good deal, Robin. Especially if you're out drinking you know late that- at night. Yeah, you're not even drinking. You go out to a show, you go to a game, you come back, you're like, I'm hungry. It's late. You go to Wendy's. And now I got, I got to go get a free Frosty today. Because I'm going to walk over there to get a $1.50 free Frosty, thanks to Travion Graham and, of course, Kevin Harlan with the call last night. How great was that call? It was awesome. But, the, but everything Kevin does is awesome. So, And you got to meet Kevin Harlan. I've, you know, I, I've been... Uh, he is, he is simply, you know why, why Kevin Harlan's great? Not because I know him and he's a friend. and Because when a game is boring, that's when it's hardest for an announcer to keep it entertaining. You know what I mean? You're doing a game, it's a blowout. What are you going to say? And Kevin Harlan knows the difference between down here when it's just regular play and when it's time to go mid-range mm-hmm. and then when it's time to go bananas. Every radio personality that is a screamer needs to take notes from Kevin. Yeah, Harlan. because you can scream all the time and a lot of guys do it and think that's the way to do it. No, it's not. Kevin Harlan it's has annoying. it perfected. I tried to call him today, but he's traveling because he was in here in Philly last night. So he's traveling doing the NBA, but I want to get it. We got to get him on the show because we, we do. We actually missed him at the Super Bowl. We saw him, but we didn't grab him on the show in Atlanta this year at the Super Bowl because he always comes on when he's in Atlanta. Well, you know what happened? He has another, he had another new PR person. Now, the last but he didn't see me this year because yeah. I, was, I was on the side. The last and if several, he sees me, right. he automatically comes over and knows that he's got to be on the show, the even if I'm not on his list. The last several years, I have gotten to know his PR person very well, and I don't know if that PR person maybe like gave notes to the new PR person, but this P, the last PR person would see me coming in. They're like, oh, crap, I already have everybody on the schedule. How am I going to fit Tony in? Because I know that t- no matter what, Kevin is going to do it, even if I have somebody else scheduled. And so Kevin would come on, and his, his MO, your MO, the tradition like any other, was for Kevin to come on your last interview and his last exactly. interview. Exactly. No it what. was a tradition at the yeah. Super Bowl. Well, much like the Masters, except we didn't call them patrons right. and all the other stuff. Kevin Harlan, even though he had a list, because all these people that go around, because he does the Super right. Bowl play-by-play on NFL, you know, he he's does it on Westwood One. So he's there for the Super Bowl because he does the game on right. radio. 
But all of a sudden, you know, he goes around and people interview him. And he has a list. All the PR guys have the list of he, 2 o'clock, he's going on this show. Mm-hmm. 3 o'clock. And but, they book those weeks in advance. Exactly. But Kevin Harlan knows that the last, even though when he's done all of his assignments, he still will come over and, and do one more time, even though he's shot from doing all these interviews. And it doesn't matter. Like, it, he will do it even though his PR person is saying, no, you can't, you can't, you don't have time. He's like, screw you, I'm going on with you Tony. you damn right. There's well, no frosty freeze out on my show. No. But Tony, unfortunately, this year, this year, we were so slammed at the Super Bowl. You had interview after interview after interview after interview, and I was dealing with the videos and this and that and another thing, and I did not have a chance to get up and go walk over and grab Kevin, and he didn't see you, and the PR person, maybe he got notes from the previous dude that said... Make sure she doesn't get over there. Sneak him out. Quick. And so, no Kevin this year. It was a bummer. People are now suggesting I use a a, a neti pot. That's deep. I, I do have a, what do you call it, a sinus rinse thing. One of those things you squeeze in your nose. I need to do a couple yes, of them. Yes, but did you see the new? There's actually a machine. The Navaj like, thing? Yeah, but where it, you hold it up and it like pumps it through your nostrils and goes right no, back into the it, same? You know, it's it's kind of like a, a water flosser except for your nose. Uh, yeah, that's a call on Navaj. Yeah, but it's not... It's not like you don't hold it's it's like on a wand have you seen this one no i've seen the one where you stick the thing yeah. up it's a machine it's like a it's like a it has liquid in it yes and you hold it up and it does it for you instead because i usually do it in the shower i get the i get the you know you put which the saline, is really where you want to do that yeah you put the saline in the in the water you shake it up and then you go in the shower and then you put it in one and i always hated that sensation but you got to do it you got to clear all the yes. pollen out and i haven't done it in a couple of days but i got to go do it maybe i'll do it live on the show so no. i got to get like a tub here no, let's not do that. Because it's lot. pretty nasty. It is nasty. But that's what it is. It's you, all the all their sinuses, that's where all that crap is. That's what that's where the antihistamines are supposed to yeah. get rid of all this crap. But this is the worst I've ever had it. <clears throat> I know. In my you are. entire life, I've never had this kind of allergy it is bad out situation. There. And I've had allergies before and I take pills, but it doesn't affect my sound. I don't care about if I don't you know, if I don't feel great. <clears throat> it's just annoying to the audience that I have to clear my throat and I uh have to keep drinking water and I have to keep blowing my nose. I mean, that's just unprofessional, but there's nothing I can do about it. And it's certainly not a colonoscopy. We want to thank uh, all the great people here, including Joe Hawks Beeman, one of our good friends out there in Oaktown. He's uh, listening in now. And then uh, he's listening on his Amazon Kindle Fire. They still make those things? Yeah, the new one. No, the, I'm kidding. I hello. Know. By the, the way, original Amazon, the re- original Kindle was just for people to read books. And then they realized, yeah, that's good. And people like to read books. They don't have to have the hard copy. But then Kindle really had to up its game and then uh, allow, right. uh, include a lot of other things that you need to do right, besides reading. God forbid that you sh- can't go on Twitter or Facebook or exactly whatever. Um, Choose this, me while I clear my throat. <clears throat> we have to, may have to play the, that song. Share the show portion. The one out of four that I'll you know go to today, um, we are starting to get followers that are figuring out that we are only on Twitch and no longer on Facebook and Periscope and all that other stuff. So please, anybody that's on here, share, share, share. Sharing is caring. Um, we need to grow this show as fast as possible so that everybody learns exactly. to... Everybody who has an electronic device, which could be in the millions... There's probably at least, since there's over 300 million guns in this country, 
There's got to be at least 300 million personal devices, whether it's a phone, a tablet, a computer, right? Everybody's got a phone. Yes. Even if you have no home, even if you're homeless, they do. you don't have a phone. Even if you're crossing the border from Guatemala, those people all have phones. It's like the most important thing to have because it's not just to call people or text people. It's for everything you do. And that's why you can get our show on your phone. And- I remember when everybody was excited when you got football on your phone and the, the Manning brothers did those great commercials for DirecTV, yes. football on your phone, and they did that song, which I thought should have been a number one hit. The, um, but uh, the Twitch app for your mobile phone mm-hmm. is actually has a couple of more uh, reminder notification type things than the regular desktop app is. So even if you normally watch us on the desktop app because you want it to be a better picture and better audio, still make sure that you download the Twitch app on your phone. Yes. Because that will give you great notifications. If we sometimes go on a a special live that's not during our normally scheduled hours, it'll let you know. Exactly. And so that way you know that you will never one of the That's one of the most, because a lot of people that we know who are really into tech, are saying the greatest thing that Twitch does in addition to everything else is that they they send out phone notifications when you're about to go live. Yes, so that everybody who's follow- they do it better than anybody. And they don't like you can you like can- even my doctor. Well, my doctor does call me the day before to find out if I'm coming in or my dentist. But Twitch does it every time you go live. It's great. But by the way, Dean, our good friend Dean in Clearwater, just sent me a text message. Not the one that Amir Johnson was reading the other night. Uh, my sister's yelling at me, too, on Twitter, on, on my text message, oh, because about, about Easter. She's like, I just was wondering if you ever got my text about Sunday. You didn't answer, so I wasn't sure if it ever went through. I'll get back to her in a moment. But Dean just texted in, and he was just showing us, because Dean <clears throat> had recent knee surgery. Right. So he's laid up at home. No. <clears throat> we have a captive audience. So he <laughs> says, I'm laid up after knee surgery, and I, can, I can't go anywhere. So I throw Bruno up on the 55-inch Samsung 4K television. Boom, bitches. It's Twitch. And there it is. There's a picture of Dean's very own. That's a chintzy screen. 55? Well, he's probably far enough away. I mean, that's the same thing. No, that's a decent-sized screen. How can you not have a 75 or a 100 screen if you're Dean and you're a gambling degenerate? Well. But there he is. Dean is actually, oh, it went black. Was it, did it show up? Yes, it did. Dean is laid up. He, instead of using his phone and sitting on the couch, watching the Red Sox choke again. Oh man, Riddle. What is he doing? He's got, the, he's, got the, he's got Twitch on the big screen. Well, that's a good job out of it him. It is a damn good. Let me give him a roaring round of applause for that right now. That's the one thing. I Twitch, Twitch, we should tell them. Twitch needs to add the capability of people sending us photographs via the Twitch app. By the way, our cat Riddle. Of course, he had to take a dump right yes. after noon. It's good thing this isn't smell-o-vision. Damn. P.U. Ridiculous. Oh, Dean says that's a 55-inch in my bedroom. I got a 75-inch out in the living room. Of course he does. I got a bigger one than you. I'll tell you that right now. No, I'm not talking about TVs. But I knew he had to have a... Dean, there's no way Dean's going to just settle for 55. No. I mean, I got a, we, have a 50, we have a 60 upstairs. And then we got 55. Okay, would you guys stop having pissing matches over here? It's not about the, pissing matches. It's a, if you have like a 20, like up in the bedroom, I got like a 22-inch one in the back bedroom. You got to have at least a 55 now, or you ain't shit. Good God almighty. Meanwhile, so we gave you the NBA update. 
The other game last night, of course, speak, the, other than the Warriors. <laughs> yeah, clean up the poop. And then, of course, the other game. Uh, well, there was only two games last night. The Warriors' great comeback and the Sixers' unbelievable third-quarter explosion. But now we had hockey action last night. Before we get to the hockey, of course, the Flyers, in case you missed it yesterday, wasted no time in hiring a coach. Everybody knows they wanted <clears throat> the guy they wanted took the job in Florida with the Panther. We had some great action in the NHL last night. Let me get my hockey music up here. If you're not a hockey fan, tough shit. This is the playoffs where nothing else is better. But how about the Flyers going after Hélène Vigneault? 22 years he's been a head coach. I know people are going to say, well, you know, the NHL, they just recycle coaches all the time. Yeah, they do. Vigneault's been around, though. Five years with the New York Rangers, his last job. They got rid of him last year. Went to the Cup Finals with the Rangers, remember? The Canucks for seven seasons before that. He went to the Cup Finals twice with the Canucks. In 11, in 2000, uh, it was two Cup Finals in, in Vancouver. The Canadians, he was there four years. He started his career in 1997 as a head coach with the Montreal Canadiens. He was there for four seasons. And then I mentioned seven in Vancouver and then five with the New York Rangers. He was a coach of the year in Vancouver in 07. President's Trophy three times. Twice in Vancouver in 2011, 2012, and 2014 with a New York Ranger. And now he's the Flyers head coach. Veteran guy who likes veteran players, but he's going to have to work in now this organization. The Flyers, once again, will have to hit the reset button and bring a veteran guy in here. You know, they've been going with young coaches. They thought the young college coach would come in here. Dave Haxtall a couple of years ago didn't work out, and now they're going to an older guy, a guy with veteran experience, a guy who knows the game and knows the players and all the other important things that you have to know in hockey. But the big story last night was the Carolina Hurricane. First home playoff in a decade, and there was a Russian-on-Russian beatdown in this game. Oh, Harry loves Russian-on-Russian. Well, it's usually Russian-on-Russian girls. But we had a rare fight. First of all, fights are very rare in the playoffs to begin with. But then when you got Alex Alex Ovechkin, the best player in hockey, Stanley Cup champion, MVP, dropping the gloves with a 19-year-old Russian player for the Carolina Hurricanes, who looked up, obviously he's 19, he's a young kid, but he's a guy who grew up in Russia and looked up to Alex Ovechkin and, and Evgeny Malkin and the Russian superstars in the NHL. So trying to get his home team going down there in Carolina. He goes after and taunts Ovechkin and basically says, let's drop the gloves, son, or dad. And they drop the gloves. And Ovechkin laid a beatdown on Andrei Sveshnikov. Sveshnikov. Svechnikov. That's the kid. 19-year-old Andrei Svechnikov. Nostrovia. And he got a couple of shots at, at, at Ovechkin, but then Ovechkin came back with the right hand three times and actually knocked this kid down, and he hit his head on the ice. And everybody was worried whether this kid would be all right. Dude. It took him a while to get up off the ice. I mean, he knocked his ass out, Daddy Ovechkin. Took the kid, took him off the ice, took him to the hospital. And so we don't know how bad he is. I mean, obviously he's alive, but that was serious. But it fired up his team, the Carolina Hurricanes, and went on and shut out the Capitals in Nashville Five to nothing. The Predators went up 2-1 on Dallas. They won in Dallas last night. Pekka Renee. I had some of that the other night. Yeah, I like oh, it. Oh, you get it with a little. Aged. 
the age, Pekka Rene, no, Pekka Rene, the great goal. He is, when you think of the Nashville Predators, you start with Pekka Rene. In fact, his, my son Chris went to the same orthopedic surgeon, hip specialist, went down to Nashville to have his hip surgery done by the same doctor who did Pekka Rene's hip surgery. This guy's the best in the country in Nashville, Tennessee, and Pekka Rene is certainly the face of Nashville, Tennessee. His 86th consecutive playoff start. That's pretty amazing for a goalie to make 86 straight starts in the playoffs, and they win without Wayne Simmons, who's out now. Who knows how long? 3 nothing. Actually, the Predators are 3-0 and against the Dallas Stars this year <clears throat> in Dallas. The Avalanche, great story in that game last night. Kale McCarr. And his dad had a sign in the stands that said, where's my car? Where's my car? M-A-K-A-R. You get it, Robin? I get it. Dude, where's my car? Kale McCarr. You want to talk about an unbelievable Cinderella story here, Robin? Yeah. This past weekend, Kale McCarr is a sophomore at, at uh, UMass, the University of Massachusetts on their, on their hockey team. Great young defensive player. He's playing for the national championship of college hockey on Saturday night in Buffalo, New York against Minnesota Duluth. Minnesota Duluth wins, eliminating his team, Kale McCarr. On Sunday, McCarr signs a deal with the Colorado Avalanche. Monday, he shows up, skates in the pregame, plays his first NHL game at age 20, 48 hours after playing in the college national championship game and winning the Hobie Baker Award as the best player in college hockey. And what does he do? He goes out and scores a goal in his first game. Two days after playing in the biggest event in college hockey, and they win the game 3-0. That's a great story. Dude, where's McCarr? He's in, he's in Colorado. Who was yeah. in that movie? Wasn't it was, movie? Uh, what's his face? The kid in the 70s show. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Ashton Kutcher. Ashton, yep. Dude, where's my car? One of the worst movies ever made, perhaps. I never saw it, so I don't know. All they said was, dude, where's my car? They were stoners. If you're a stoner, you love, dude, where's my car? But anyway, Carolina now up in that series over Calgary, and the Leafs in Toronto beat the Bruins 3-2. to two. They're up 2-1 to one in that series. Tonight, the Penguins could be gone, swept at home against the Islanders, and your Columbus Blue Jackets are home tonight where they could finish off a sweep of the best team in hockey during the regular season, the Tampa Bay Lightning. I wonder what Dean's thinking of the Lightning. 62 wins, top seed in the entire NHL, and about to get swept away on the, on, on the road in Columbus, Ohio, by your upstart Columbus Blue Jacket, eh? So there you have it. Beautiful. Flyers oh. used eight different goalies this year, so people are talking about the Flyers. Miss Robin just ran the 40 to the kitchen. and four. Actually, she only ran over to the litter boxes here down in the wine cellar. Yes. We have an area underneath the, the, the stairs that, that is just for the litter boxes. Most and people under the steps in the basement, that's where they like hide drugs and shit. Yeah. And they're like gun safes. We just put the litter boxes under there. It's a good spot. Speaking of shit... We will have a the shit's flying all over the place update today yes, on the show. Yes, we will. <clears throat> the shit didn't hit the fan this time, but it hit a lot of other people. We'll have that update. We'll have a dude, where's my porn update today, too. Speaking of dude, oh, dude where's, where's my, my car? car. 
And we want to thank all of the people. Like, we already have uh, somebody's uh, D. Collins donated some bits and bits and bits and bits. So we want to thank him for that. And um, we want to let everybody know, if you're new to Twitch and you don't know how bits work, that's your way. It's like of a tip jar. It is. Just think of us as a couple of people at a we piano We have a fantastic bar. snifter on Snifter? The yes. We have a snifter on the screen um, because, you know, you're a little bit more refined than just a regular old tip jar. You need to have something a little bit more fancy. As my so, friend Gary Radnich would say in San Francisco. Who does that? Who has time? Well, people who want to tip. And again, you could send money. It's not about money. Well, it's about it could be they're called bits they're not yeah. called tips but they actually turn into money for us all you have to do is you can either donate or you could watch a video yes and then there you get are... tips and then you can donate the tips to I'm, us. I'm still completely not it's like complete. what Bernie Sanders did when he wrote a book and made a half a million dollars and now he's a millionaire and people are asking him I thought you hated millionaires and he says that's okay I'm not a billionaire at least not yet I'm not completely 100 <laughs> percent aware of all the different ways that you can earn bits rather than paying for them you can pay for them if you want to and feel free if you so desire but you can also earn them so that you don't have to have any money out of pocket and there are various ways you can even look it up online to see how you can earn them hopefully some other people that are on uh the twitch chat room they'll explain it more if they know secrets on how to earn more bits exactly but um when you have them, then you, whenever you think we deserve uh, a tip, if Tony goes on a rant or just because, you know, whatever, he looks cute or I look cute, uh, feel free to give us some bits. And then there's a leaderboard that shows you who who is the highest bit. How's Francesco Molinari on the leaderboard? Has he donated any money today? <laughs> <laughs> and we also get notified whenever somebody subscribes. And we want to thank everybody who's subscribed already. And for those of you who don't know yet, um, if you are an Amazon Prime member, so who isn't? Everybody exactly. has Amazon Prime, For the so, most that you part, save on, does, yeah. so that you can save on shipping. Um, you can actually get your Twitch Prime membership for free. For free. That's right. Where else are you going to get a subscription to a, an award-winning tele, uh, radio, TV, it's really, slash... It's only $4.99 a month, so it's not that much. But free is still better. So if you already have Amazon Prime, just click on the big red button below the video uh, stream, and it'll give you directions on how to link your Amazon Prime membership to your Twitch TV, and then you subscribe to the Bruno Nation Live exactly. channel. Exactly. Now, I know where people are, obviously, Dean and Tampa is talking about President's Cups, which means they're the best team the regular season. The Flyers won them for a while. Winning the President's Cup doesn't guarantee you anything because the Sharks have proven, you know, you win the President's Cup year after year for the best record in hockey. What does it give you? Nothing. It gives you a chance to be in the playoffs and be a number one seed. Tampa's a number one seed facing elimination, maybe being swept out. The Sharks have done it. The Flyers have done it. A lot of teams have won the President's Cup. And what happens? It doesn't guarantee anything. You still have to go out and win, which is why in the hockey, the playoffs to me in the hockey – are the biggest crapshoot. There's no guarantees. You could be a num- number one seed. You get swept out. I mean, imagine if the Tampa Bay Lightning gets swept tonight in four straight games by a team that barely made the playoffs, the Columbus Blue Jackets. But anyway, the one good thing, though, if people are pointing out about my allergies and not being able to smell anything, I didn't even realize that that Riddle dropped a bomb like 15 feet from us. Um, And for those of you who are tuning in on Periscope, um, this was just a teaser because... Teaser? Yes. We went from snifter to teaser? Snifter to teaser. Shouldn't I teaser first before I snifter? 
Uh, it depends on, you know, what she's in for. But um, if you're on Periscope, this is a teaser to remind you to switch, make the switch to Twitch. Because this is our exclusive video home now, twitch.tv. Right. So anything video related, you will see it on Twitch. Now, the audio you can get on multiple platforms, even when we do live hits on, on different radio right. stations. And so the podcast will still be available afterwards. But live TV, and the only way that you can interact with us live is on twitch.tv, Bruno Nation Live. And that's what's great, because you know we could, we'll eventually be taking phone calls. But right now, you're interactive in the show. So while, while we're doing the show live, we're seeing your comments. People are immediately reacting to what's going on. I mean, it happens on Twitter, but at least on Twitch... You know it's people are listening and they're and they're reaching out to you. They're making funny comments. They're ripping you. And most of them aren't ripping us. Well, and the I, other things we're finding out is that people are actually – I watched the, the – the one thing about digital medium is you can tell how many people watched. You can tell how long they watched. This shows we're doing three hours a day. You know what the average length is of people who watch this show every day? How? What is Over it? Over two and a half hours. Damn. That, that's unheard of. That's called time spent listening yes. in radio. Nobody's listening to a radio show for three consecutive hours, unless you're in your car, you're on no, a work on radio, site. if you get somebody to listen for... For like a half an hour. 15, over 15 minutes, you got it made. Exactly. And so we have people who are loyal listeners to this. We don't take any commercial breaks. And so you can have because it on in your car. It's must-watch radio. You it is must-watch radio. You don't want to miss anything. So, again, I'm going to hang up the uh, Periscope stream here in just a second. But I just wanted to let people remind them because there's so many people every single day that still don't know that we're on exactly. Twitch. So that's how come I put the Twitch uh, – I, I put the Periscope on real quick. And for those of you who are on Periscope, I know the audio doesn't match because it's not a very good stream. If you go to Twitch, it's Just is don't a cross great the stream. streams. That's all we say. So switch over, everybody. I'm hanging up on Periscope now and uh, meet you over on the Twitch side. Now, people are asked Trevor from the 203, what up, Bruno? And thoughts on Elaine Vignon as the Flyers head coach. He's a great veteran coach. You know, again, President's Cups, they're nice. But the guy took two teams to Stanley Cup Finals. He took the Vancouver Canuck, and he took the New York Rangers to the Stanley Cup Finals. Remember, the Rangers won in 93, and Vigneault was there the five years, and he took them to the Stanley Cup Finals in 2014-15. So the guy, obviously, he's got over 600 wins in his career. He's 57 years old, not really old, and not a young guy coming from college. But it seems like the NHL, veteran coaches get impact. I mean, look what's going on down in Nashville. Peter LaViolette, right, bounced around, was here, got run out of here, doing an unbelievable job. Coaches move around, but veteran coaches are always in the mix because especially guys who have accomplishments. You don't even have to win a Stanley Cup, but if you're a Stanley Cup winning coach, people are going to want to hire you. If you're a guy who's done what Elaine Vignon has done in his career in 22 years, the guy proved, the guy gets results. And with a Flyer team that's constantly rebuilding and now with a bunch of young players and a goalie they hope is the goalie of the future in Carter Hart, I don't have a problem with this move. So now people say, how do I link my Amazon Prime account, Miss Robin? Joe Hawks Beeman wants to know. Yes. It's simple. You're on Twitch. You're watching us, right? So I actually, I just texted him. So scroll down on our info page and find the large red button that says Twitch Prime. Click on that and then just follow the directions. It's super simple. Beautiful. It's so simple, even I could do it. Now, Bearcat, Bearcat J 2007 says, the last team to win the President's Cup and the Stanley Cup 
in a full 82-game season was the 2001-2002 Detroit Red Wings. The Blackhawks only played 48 games in the 2012-2013 season, and they won the President's Cup, which is the best record in the league that year, and the Stanley Cup. So winning the President's Cup really guarantees you nothing except you get... It's like winning the MVP in any sport league. You win the MVP, it's a nice trophy, but it doesn't mean you're winning the NBA championship or the NHL President's Cup championship. You're not winning... Uh, the NFL MVP doesn't necessarily win the Super Bowl. There's a Super Bowl MVP, but the MVP of the NFL doesn't necessarily win the Super Bowl. That's how it works. MVP means you're most valuable player of the season, and you're the best player. For example, this year in the NBA, you know, the Greek freak in Milwaukee, and the awards are going to be coming up soon, the Greek freak in Milwaukee, and, of course, James Harden in Houston, to me, are the two front runners. One of those two guys will win the MVP of the league. Does that mean their team's going to win the NBA championship? Of course not. They could, but it doesn't guarantee anything. So it's nice personal hardware, you know, taking home an MVP trophy, but it doesn't mean you've won anything yet except your team's obviously in the playoffs. No team from a crappy team is going to win the MVP. Right. So anyway, and the Flyers won the cup in 19... I know I was there for all three of them, Dean, so don't give me any of your crap today. I'll come down there and bust your other (laughs) knee up because you can't get up and move. I'll come right down there to Clearwater Beach, and I'll I'll bust the other knee. Dean just loves to push your buttons, doesn't he? I'm just kidding. That's just tough love. That's just tough love. In the meantime, we got updates. I'm going to play another Kevin Harlan tape, though. Because while they're listening to that Frosty thing, I was thinking of all the great calls. And there's actually, you go on YouTube, and there's a million Kevin Harlan calls. Football. He's done some great ones in football. And he's done a lot of great ones in the NBA. So I'm going to give you a couple of minutes here and listen into Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart, not Kevin Hart, Kevin Harlan. Kevin Harlan, to me, the best NBA guy. You know, Marv Albert's been around a long time. There's a lot of great NBA guys. Kevin Harlan, to me, is the best. Let's go back. You can actually watch this with us if you're watching on Twitch.tv. Or if you're not, you can just listen to it and hear the greatness that is. My man, Mr. Kevin Harlan. Buckle up, final nine seconds, inbound pass to Marbury. As he works on the defense of Johnson, dribbles by Robinson, takes it to the baseline, running jump shot, good! Two seconds left, Tyrod San Antonio, Minnesota's got the lead! Oh, baby, what a play! Barnett comes out on LeBron, now they switch and here's Pierce again. A Smith screen, Posey will defend. Oh! LeBron James with no regard for human life! <laughs>
Rebound for a second time by Brand. Oh! Flight nine is cleared for landing. Puts it out to Daddio with a triple. There's tons of that. I mean, you, I could listen to Kevin Harlan. That's why we got to get him on soon. I want to get Kevin on, and we'll ask him his favorite call because he's done calls. You know, he did the the Philly special call because he was doing the radio Super Bowl when the Eagles played. Right. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. The list of great calls he's made. You know, Gus Johnson is very good too, and I know Gus from, from working with him as well. And Gus Johnson does some great calls, but Gus Johnson is is really up a lot, and, and he's great. But I'm not taking anything away from him. But to me, Kevin Harlan is the best, definitely the best NBA guy. And since he used the the NFL uses him for the Super Bowl and other games, he's pretty damn good at football too. And by Luigi, the way, Luigi's listening in. Um, I think he's at work right now, and he wants. He says, "I want to hear him order Chinese food on the phone." <laughs> he's on my Mount Rushmore play by play guys. If I were to do a Mount Rushmore, but we don't do that on this show because that's kind of stupid. You know what I'm saying? The Rodham Cowboy one was good. And AJ in San Antonio is checking in. All of our friends from all over the country, Robin. You could have been anywhere else today. You could be getting your free Frosty from the Frosty Freeze-Out, which was the Kevin Harlan call last night. <laughs> in the most innocuous call of the game, the one that meant nothing was the one that everybody's yes. retweeting today, too. Because there's a web, there's a, a Twitter site called House of Highlights. Right. I recommend following them, at House of Highlights. On Twitter, yeah. They're on Twitter, but they're also, they also have a YouTube channel, too. So what they do is they pull great highlights every night, and they don't have to be like game-winning calls. It's just any kind of highlight. House of Highlights does a great job. The Indian caller that we did, the soccer call that we did yesterday, Hmm. that would have been on there. Yeah, but but no, it wasn't. No, why it wasn't on there? Because it was fake. Like the guy who did the Indian soccer goal call, where the guy splits his nuts on the on the goalpost. That wasn't a real actual call from a game. It was a guy doing a recreation of a call who was an Indian guy. But it was brilliant. Yeah, you can't put that on House of Highlights. Because they're still playing the highlight of the game on but the that video. guy didn't do the play-by-play. My point is, I could take a, I could take a clip, a clip from a great sporting event and then do a voiceover and do my version of it. That doesn't mean that the highlight. That, that's like somebody taking credit for because that guy wrote that script. The Indian guy wrote a script. That wasn't like that's why Kevin Harlan doesn't have a script. No, it's just all his calls are yeah. organic. The guy who did that Indian gold call. Where that no goal call where the guy slides and puts his nuts For those of you who missed it yesterday, go back um, and listen to the show yesterday. You will see it, hear it. If you have not at least followed us, all of the people that don't have at least the little um, 
star next to your your Twitter handle or to your handle or your Twitch handle means that you haven't at least followed us, so you don't get any notifications. So make sure that you've at least gone up to the upper right-hand corner and clicked on follow. the follow button right. so that you will get some notifications of when, when we go live, and um, it's easier for us to see you. Um, and then if you have the purple heart next to your name, then that may, or, or, um, the little crown, that means that you are either a subscriber, Purple Heart, or crown, Twitch Prime subscriber. Ah, okay. I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm following too. I'm following. By the way, the, uh, you know, there's something, people are giving us great calls today, and there's a lot. Doc Emmerich and hockey is phenomenal. I mean, my, my good buddy, Mike Dorico, you see what he's going to do tonight, right? No, what is he doing? Mike Dorico can do anything. Does oh, yeah. football, baseball, golf. Tonight he's going to be doing his first ever play-by-play hockey. Oh, wow. I read that earlier. Mike Tirico will be he doing hockey. He needs to call hockey. you for, like, his pointers on oh, hockey. I can't get him. Mike Tirico's phenomenal. Wow. I mean, he's in Butler Cabin. It doesn't matter. The Olympics. Mike can do anything. But this will be his first ever play-by-play hockey. But that's how you got started calling games was because of, it was in hockey in Alabama, in right? In Birmingham, where they yeah. didn't have anybody who knew anything about hockey. <laughs> and then they said, oh, I happened going? to be there, and that, yeah. was, that was a big break for me. But... You know, I was mediocre at best. Thank you, E Street seventy eight eighty three. By the way, for subscribing on Twitch. Beautiful, Prime. beautiful, beautiful. Anyway, enough of that. Oh, Bull seventy seven Mustang. That's AJ in San Antonio. Yes, absolutely. Yes, Bully seventy seven Mustang. Is he a bully? Oh, B U L L I. I didn't see that. See, that's the problem with the, the my my screen. The the letters are so small; it's hard for me. So if I screw up your your Twitch handle, I apologize. And I might if if we see you a lot, I might not say the entire thing. I might like shorten it, give you a little nickname, a Twitch nickname. And of course, Trevor from the two hundred three is in New Canaan, Connecticut. Hello. So yeah, I'm seeing lots of new new handles today, which is awesome. Beautiful. By the way, after the show tonight, you know where we're going to go later on. Where are we going, Tony? And we're not going to do. We're not going to bring our whole setup and do the show there. No, but we are going. We to... will do Twitch streaming live from the Foodie Chats get together. Yes. Foodie Chats, a great group that travels around the country, and uh, Steve Green and his whole gang from Chicago travel. Chicago. Chicago. So they're in Philly. We did a Foodie Chats event with them a couple of years ago here at Moonshine Philly. And what they do is they travel around to different cities, mm-hmm. and it's usually on Monday night. So they Why do Monday night's food. Florida. Ch- they're not from Florida. Well, he, I, I think they, I think he lives in Florida, but okay. he's from Chicago. Okay. But anyway, Steve's a Chicago guy, and they travel around. So they haven't been to- in Philly for a couple of years. So right. tonight is a big foodie chat event, which is not open to the public. It's at a great location. But we will be doing it live tonight. We'll be as not the entire show. We're not doing a sit down show. We're not going to have all the different cameras, but we will have a um, Twitch live uh, show from your phone, which, from what I understand, we haven't done it yet. But um, the same app in a mobile version that I can stream live from my computer on is on the phone, on your phone. And I can, I can stream live from there. It's going to be awesome because it's going to be at a great restaurant in Philly, all the way up at like the 37th floor. I can't give the exact location out, but we'll be there. And people all over the country will check in like from 8 to 9 tonight. There's going to be a happy hour and a get-together for all the Foodie Chat people who are invited to this event. Right. A lot of the great chefs, Tony Luke, and a lot of our good friends will be there from all over the Delaware Valley. 
And then at 8 o'clock, what they do, and they usually do it on Monday nights, is they start asking questions of the Foodie right. Chats you can Nation. Join it. So if you're following Foodie Chats on um, Twitter, on Twitter um, then you can join in on the conversation. And it's, it's, it's fun. They do, they do the same question, or they, they have similar questions, 10 questions, every single time that they go live. It is really, really fun. If you are a foodie person, because, like, who isn't? Um, please join us. It'll be a great event tonight. So tonight, they'll be focusing on great restaurants and things to do in Philadelphia when it comes to the food world. And no. Philly's a great food city. And Luigi says, I'll be at the Phillies game. That's okay. You can still go live with us from the Phillies game on yes. your Twitch mobile app. And then you can tell us about the quality of hot dogs, because it's another Hatfield dollar dog night tonight at the Phillies game. So when you're having your 15 hot dogs... You can do different condiments on each one and then then tweet to Foodie Chats and tell us which one you prefer. The one gallon of uh, ketchup that our buddy Joe Rufino likes to put on his hot dogs. Yeah. And how many hot dogs would you eat? Because we see people like they go crazy because a dollar hot dogs are pretty now, good are they deal. The, are they the normal, the, the, the small? Yeah, they're the regular okay. Hatfield hot dogs. Then I'm, I'm probably, I would do two. Two? Yeah. I mean, I mean that's a good question because people go to these things because it's, they load up because they still have to pay $16 for a beer, but the hot dogs are a dollar. This is the second one they've done this year. I don't think there's many more. They're not going to do it like once a week. But I want to know, how many hot dogs would you go? Like, Luigi, well, one person says I could do 10. I could probably eat 10 hot dogs. See, but I didn't, not, wouldn't want to, I'm not and not at huge, one sitting, but I'm saying over the course of a game. I'm not a big hot dog person. I Every love hot dogs. Every now and then, I'll get a hankering for one. But I'm usually, like, I like brats more. And I cannot lie. Who doesn't? <laughs> you know, I like, the, I like the thicker sausages. Oh, you need more nap uh, I, I know. tissues. You're just, you're just dying. You're dying. My Seriously, God. I don't know what to do. Uh, maybe we, we should try getting some of that nasacort. I have, I have one of those inhalers, but that doesn't do anything. No, right? you need the one that's, that shoots the stuff up into your nose. I have nasacort. that. Oh, well, that's what you need to be doing. On top of the other stuff, I don't yes. want to over-medicate, right? No, do the I least you do that late at night when I'm home in the privacy Shoot and I'm not on the air. Shoot your nose, and, and it'll take care of you right there. Beautiful. Would Robin like 10? That's what Dean says. No, I'm, I, nobody. First of all, eating 10 hot dogs is just stupid. All right? Dean, it depends on the length. Exactly. Well, no, it's the width of the, the brat. <laughs> See, hot dogs, you can get length. Brats, you get the width. Come on, Robin. You should know that as a woman. <sighs> Damn it. Uh... <laughs> Yes, you can never go wrong talking about But how about this? This is another challenge. This is stupid eating challenges that people do. 999 challenge. Nine beers, nine dogs in nine innings. No. I guarantee you a lot of people can do that. Oh, I'm sure, but I would not be one Although the nine beers, you'd have to go out and take a home equity loan to buy nine beers in nine innings. Yeah, because it might be dollar dog night, but it sure ain't dollar beer night. Nine dollars worth of dogs, and let's see, the minimum price for a beer, I think, is seven dollars now. And that's for like a two-ounce pour. You know, you go into wine yeah. places now, and you can get the small pour. The the, no, it's not even a flight. In some places that... Oh, some, yeah, no. Some great the, restaurants with wine. They'll have three different size wines They'll that have, you like, can the four-ounce pour, the, the right. six-ounce pour. And, and the, when you first look at the menu, you're like, oh, that's a pretty good price for this. And then you realize wine. it's a four-ounce <laughs> pour. I'm like, dude, that's a shot. I'm not paying for a shot of wine here, right? Give me my damn glass of wine. And it's just another way... To scam the consumer. I agree. It's an outrage. It is. 
ridiculous. Especially when you know, like if you've ever either worked in the restaurant industry or have friends that work in restaurant and they tell you what the markup is on alcohol, it is such an outrage. No, you know, you go on, like there's these great wine places now that have the, uh, the, the bottles we saw. Where did we see the first one? There's one down here in Philly, down in Center City, down on uh, Front Street. Remember, they have yes. all the wines that, that they don't pull the cork on them, but they have the air inside of them. Mm-hmm. So they can open a bottle of wine and, and it can last for a week because right. it's not, you know, they don't put a cork or in even it. even longer. Even longer. So when you go in, you have a flight. It's like a hundred different bottles of wine. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, from the cheap stuff to the good stuff. And you order the wine and you know you can go get a pouring of it. You can get the four ounce, the eight ounce, whatever the right. price. You know, you know, we don't want to talk about But that's pretty cool because at least you can, you can sample a great wine, you know, from a great bar, a wine bar, where they have the good stuff. We can only buy like $10 worth. Give me $10 worth of that uh, Opus One. Give me $10 worth of that Screaming Eagle. I don't think you can get much for $10 if you're getting... <laughs> I think they give you a shot glass for that. They give you a shot glass with a really, 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 really expensive stuff that costs like three, four $400 a bottle. They might not even open those. If you're too cheap to buy a bottle of that stuff, uh-huh. are you going to spend $20, maybe $20, $25 a glass? You know, that's what they charge you in Opus One when you go for an Opus One t- tasting. $25? Yes. That. But that's not even a full glass, though. Right? No, it's a tasting. And Opus One is, you know, I, I, I was fortunate when I lived out there and the wine, one of the Robert Mondavi wine, Robert Mondavi's winemaker actually used to listen to me and he invited me to come up to Napa Valley and go to the Mondavi winery but then Mondavi also owns Opus One, which is one of the exclusive wines in the property, if you've ever been up there. The Opus right. One, you know, all the, the olive trees line the driveway as you pull in. And it's just a beautiful building. But they have the regular tastings for the Gavons that go in there. And it's $25 for a poor Opus One. And this was 10 years ago. So I'm it's sure probably it's more, even than, more that now. than that now. But I got the exclusive downstairs private tasting where I didn't have to pay Ugats. I got the free deal. Come on, because, you know, I am a whiny and a wino. And I would have whined if I had to pay $25 for a taste. But I went downstairs Opus 1 and had it. Somebody says that uh, Luigi says he's it had... It's now $45 at Opus for 1 the for latest, the tasting? The, for the latest vintage at Opus 1. Wow. 45 It was 25 back yes. again 10 years ago, 12 years ago. Uh, it's like five five four-ounce pours. Is that what you get? Buy four-ounce pours if you're going. It, it depends. You go to great wine places where they have a good selection. Because most, you know, a lot of restaurants don't serve wine by the glass. You'll see just a couple of bottles open, wine by the glass. Right. But then the really good wine places that have the bottles all sealed where they can pour it and they don't have to worry about recorking it and it going flat. That's where you get the really, really good stuff. And you can buy four ounces or six ounces and just to taste it. To see whether you're going to go, you know, then go for the two hundred fifty dollar bottle for just a second. Or as Kevin Harlan said last night, I got to play that one more time, Robin. Oh, no, I got to play the frosty. You got, you have to play it. I don't, I can't play it. Well, I can would you have please to get find it back up again? Find because... the frosty thing again because that's what I'm thinking about right now. Not frosty wine. The frosty call. Everybody's going crazy over it. The most insignificant call in any sport. That was played on Monday night on tax night. And it's in House of, uh, if you haven't seen it, you want to see it and save it for yourself. Go to House of, uh, what did I say it was? House of Highlights. 
Hold on. House of Highlights. Robin? Well, you know, when you don't tell me to, if you haven't told me to keep it. What did you do? Delete it? Well, trust me, it's not. It's in the system. Yeah. We don't have we don't have enough equipment to have everything in individually wrapped or to separate them. But that's good. That's good stuff. Meanwhile, coming up, we will have a we'll go from fine wines to nasty shit. That update's still ahead today on the program. And we're only an hour into this baby. And a dude, where's my porn update? This is a disturbing story which we we're sure you'll enjoy. Because this has happened to many of us. In fact, in this story that Robin will be doing today on the program, a lot of you will feel that there's a connection between you and this person involved in this story. I sort of felt that way when I read this story this morning. Okay. And then I will explain. I have the Kevin Harlan. All right, let's go last night again, in case you missed it. You probably weren't even watching the game at this point, and you weren't maybe watch, not watching on TNT, unless you're around the country. But you're in Philly, you're watching the local broadcast. You're watching TNT, and there's Kevin Harlan. And uh, what's his name doing the, the color commentary with me? Uh, the guy who used to be a, Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller and Kevin Harlan, late in the game. Let me set the scene. There's four minutes and 43 seconds left in a blowout game. The game is well decided. It is quality garbage time. And the 76ers promotion, which is frosty freeze out, where if a player from the other team, in Philadelphia, misses two free throws in a row in the second half of any Sixer game, the fans get a free Frosty from Wendy's the next day. So here's the set. Trevion Graham of your Brooklyn Nets at the line shooting two. He already misses the first one. And then we go to Kevin Harlan and Reggie Miller for the call on TNT. That Frosty, it's on the line here if he misses it. Uh-oh. They can taste it. Yes, they, they can. They can feel it. They can see it. Oh, yeah. they got it. It's a frosty for everybody. Slurp it. And then short. <laughs> I don't remember the last time I heard anybody say slurp it and enjoy it. Except in one of those... Uh, It was, a, it was one movie, which a lot of people will understand yes. exactly what I'm talking about. It was one woman, and she was slurping and enjoying it. Uh, well, let's, let's not go there. All right. I just don't want to get too graphic, Robin. But you you following my gif, um, drift right here? Are you talking about the two women? <laughs> well, no, it's usually one woman slurping it and enjoying okay. it. Okay. It's not the, the really disgusting one that became somewhat famous because it was so disgusting. Yes, it's one of those. Okay. By the way, Dean is now posting a picture of himself at the Robert, Robert Mondavi Winery up there in Napa Valley. Okay, have you learned nothing from the Sixers about looking at your Twitter and chat room? While I'm allowed to do it. I'm doing a live show. I'm not yeah, in... but you don't need to have your phone. I just got a message from my sister, too. Sort of like uh, Amir Johnson <laughs> my... getting a message from his <laughs> wife about his kidneys. Or my mother always calling me during the show. <laughs> What are you laughing about no, now? No, the people. Uh, Luigi's a pig. He's on there putting all this crazy stuff on there. But Bearcat J uh, says Kevin Harlan, no regard for human life. That was one of his great calls. No regard for human life, and that's all organic. That's that's not scripted. Nope. 
And that's why he's great, because he can do that stuff. And there's a lot of people who can do that. You know, great baseball, play-by-play guys. But then they get their, you know, like, for example, uh, the guy in Cairo in Seattle who did the Mariners games, Ken, uh, what the heck's his name? And he had the whole, whenever there was a grand slam, get out the rye bread and the salami. Get out the rye bread and the mustard, Grandma. It's grand salami time. I think it was Rick Riz. Maybe Rick Riz. I don't think he's doing it anymore. He was in Seattle, and he had the grand salami time call, which is one of the all-time greats. Every time there was a grand slam, I think it's Rick Riz was the guy who was the play-by-play guy of the Seattle Mariners. Uh-huh. And his call was, uh, or there was another guy up there. I don't want to get him confused, but it's been a while. I don't think he still does the Dave play-by-play. Dave Niehaus? Dave Niehaus. Niehaus, excuse me. Did Dave, ne- did Nate, Dave Niehaus do the grand, sal- grand he salami? Said, he said, uh, get out the rye bread and mustard, Grandma. It's grand salami time. Exactly. That's what it is. Dave Niehaus on Cairo Radio in Seattle. Yes. And he had the, the legendary get out the rye bread and uh, mustard, Grandma. It's grand salami time. But, and, but then that becomes a staple. Although, you know, there aren't many grand slams anymore. So it's a rare call, but he always uses that if somebody hits a grand slam for the home team, of course. Rick Riz is the man. And, then, you know, the, Kevin Harlan's even done, like, stuff that's, like, the, the, the stupid free throw thing. That's not a really important part of the game except for the fans. But the fact that Kevin Harlan can have fun with it on a national broadcast – in the uh, 49er game, there was a fan running out onto the field, right. and he did the play-by-play of that. In fact, that cuts on YouTube also. He actually goes, the guy's from the 40, from the 30. He actually does a play-by-play. Hey, on this fan oh, Yeah, you look it up. You can find that one, too. Please, Robert. I know I'm asking you to do a lot of things here. But it, it's, it's the, since we're doing an homage to Kevin Harlan on today's show, it was Kevin you Harlan. You have no idea what I have to go through. Yes, I do. That's why you're in charge of the producing, directing, the key grip. The executive producing and all the other things. The only thing you don't do is you're not the chief cook and bottle washer. You're the chief cook, but I wash all the bottles, all the clothes. And if I could do this and help you, I would do it. But I got (laughs) to... Not Rick Roll, not Ricky Rudd. It was Rick Riz with Seattle. Uh, Dave Niehaus, I'm sorry. Dave Niehaus is the guy that did the match. I don't know if Dave Niehaus is even still alive, and I should know that because he's one of the great broadcasters. But speaking of great broadcasters, over the weekend it was Harry Callis's the tenth anniversary of the death of Harry Callis, great Phillies broadcaster who came here from Houston. He was the Houston Astros broadcaster, and then he took the Phillies job in 1971. And I got to meet Harry in 1971 when they opened Veterans Stadium, and it was Harry's first year here. And I met him in the bathroom in the press box at, uh, at Veterans Stadium. In the bathroom. And there's Harry Callis at the, uh, two urinals away from me. I didn't do one of the things where I like stepped right up next to him. In fact, I was at the bathroom first and came up to me. And because I had come from Birmingham, where I, I was talking about Birmingham. Actually, no, it was, like, it was in the, later in the 70s. And that's where I met Harry Callis. He, and 10, day, 10 years ago this past Sunday, Harry Callis died and his son who's now doing the Houston know, Astros so games, cool. sent out a great tweet the other day. And I got to meet his son when he was a young kid here in Philly. And then he went down to Tampa, and, and he did uh, he started doing raised right. games, post-game shows. But now he's doing the Houston Astros, and he's been there for a while. But as a, um, as a memorial for his dad, he sent out a tweet showing that Him he filling was, out yeah. the lineup card for the Houston yeah, Astros, just like his dad cool. would have been doing... 10 years earlier. Very, very cool. With the Phillies. All right. 
Tony, I have it. This is now. This is one of Kevin Harlan's greatest calls, and again, it had nothing to do with the game. It just shows you the versatility, the alacrity, the intensity, and how great Kevin Harlan is at calling anything that happens right before his eyes. This is the San Francisco 49ers, and I believe they're playing the Rams. Yes. Yes. Let's go to the tape. Hey, somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. He's bare-chested and banging his chest and runs the opposite way. He runs to the 50. He runs to the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. The 20. They're chasing him. They're not going to get him. Waving his arms, bare-chested. Somebody stop that man. Here comes Exciting thing to happen tonight. Let's see what that was a great call on your part. That was a great call. All right, I'm ready for the last 11:31 now, Kevin. Let's go. Look at the police. They've surrounded this man like he is, like he, like he's just robbed a bank. I tell you what, he got a whole lap in he did, before yes. they got him. I mean, that was that was pretty good. I expected him to go down much sooner. Yeah, but. Uh, I hope it was worth it, my friend, because you've got a night in the clink coming up. <laughs> the great Rich Gannon. That was, uh, that was Rich Gannon doing the uh, color commentary on that game. And, of course, it was a blowout game. The Niners, it was one of, one of the highlights of Chip Kelly's tenure as coach of the 49ers. That's for sure. The Niners were up 21 nothing in the game. It was a crappy game. And it was Kevin Harlan and Rich Gannon doing the call. And the guy runs on the field. And they didn't show it on TV because they never put the camera on the idiot to run on the field. But that shows you how good Kevin Harlan is when he can do the play-by-play. And you can now you could visually see this dude, even though they didn't show him on camera. Right. You because saw the guy it. taking his shirt off. You didn't see and him. The reason why they don't show the guy is because they don't want to encourage exactly. people to do it again. No, it was Kurt Warner. I'm sorry. That was Kurt. Correct. Thank you, Trevor. It was Kurt Warner doing the call, and I believe it was a was it a preseason game? I know it wasn't an important game because Kurt Warner and Kevin Harlan were doing the preseason 49ers Rams. And that's what happened. And we found out later on that was uh, that was Luigi who was out there running his first trip to the Bay Area, and he wanted to make sure he made an impact. Speaking of Luigi's first, yes, but we can't we can't tell that story. Why not? Because we, it's it's like that's that's something you don't. We don't you, have to name names. No, no, you don't even have to. No, he has to tell that sh- sh- story right. on his own show. But you are you're. Proud oh, I'm of proud of him. him. <laughs> Let me give him another roaring round of applause. He called to tell me about it. Oh. Oh, no, that's Bob. Bob from Valley Valley. I can't tell. I can't tell other people's stories. I'm sorry. Damn it. It's a good tease because Luigi will be doing a show Thursday night. Well, he's off tomorrow. Maybe he can come by and tell it himself. Yeah, that's a good idea. It's, it's, it's up to him to tell it. It is. I'm not one of these gossipy guys. Although I did watch Gossip Girls a couple of times. And boy, that show was terrible. Did you ever watch that Gossip Girl? No. It's ridiculous, that crap. Speaking of crap, we'll have a crap throwing update coming up. Yes. We always, you know, there's always crazy traditions. What do we call them, Robin? Not uh, traditions. Festivals. Yes. There's strange festivals all over the world, and I have a list of, I mean, should I, should I just go into that now? Yeah. All right. Give me one second because I just need to pull up the. Uh... My Trevor points out that that game was not preseason. It was actually week one, 2016, the Rams-Niners game, and it was actually on television obviously, because they were doing the game. And Kurt Warner and Kevin Harlan did that game, and it was ugly. 
And everybody thought, wow, how about that? How about that? Former Eagle coach, former UCLA coach, former Niner coach, Chip Kelly, former Oregon coach. And it's not my style to rip. Thank you. Thank you, bully. Meanwhile, let's go to this update because there's all kinds of weird shit going on in the world. Literally. And now we found the weirdest shit ever. This is an annual tradition unlike any other. They don't call the people involved in this patrons like they do at Augusta National. No. You know what they call these people? Shit throwers. And and it's, it happens in India, right, Robin? Correct. Every year in Every India. Every year. This is so... First of all, we'll show you a little video here. The video is being shown, and it, it's a uh, what is this called now? Other than shit throwing, this is called the. Um, it's in the village of Kairapula mm-hmm. in Kurnool, which is in the southern part of India. Not Kurnool, though. That's in the southern part and of Italy. Every year, they gather together for the Pitakala War. The Pitakala War. I had Pitakala. some of that the other night. I didn't realize it was shit. And what they do is it's, it takes place the day after the Spring Festival of Ugadi, which I don't know what that is. Ugadi? But it is a symbolic war about a mythological marriage dispute. Wait a minute. And what, a myth, a mythological marriage dispute, which means it's a marriage that may or may not have happened, and there was a dispute, so they settled the dispute by throwing shit at one another? That is correct. What they do is they literally, and I'll, I'll put, here's a big old pile of shit, what they what they literally do is they they take dried cow poop and they get a big they, mountain of this stuff and they fling it at each other. Holy shit! <laughs> I mean, it is. I mean, look at look at if I'm scrolling down so that you can see. I mean, everybody now, if you're really smart, you're doing what these guys do up. Uh, they climb up at the top of the very most top of the building, of so course, that, so that they're kind of out of range. Do they have a? Do the, the, they bring in the Astros? Uh, Orbit the Astros' a mascot to shoot shit out of a t-shirt counter, cam, uh, t-shirt gun up at the people in the second deck to hit them with the cow shit. I'm sure that some of these people have like the the slingshots and stuff like that, you know, because they don't have. So there's mountains of cow poop, cow yes. dung, and it's not fresh. You could tell it's like, you know, when, when cow poop sits around for a while, right? It's dry. Yeah, it's not like they're grabbing a fresh. Well, load. but you know, if you're smart, you have your own little stash of fresh ones laying around. No, this is not the Dallas Cowboys training camp. This is actually in India. And what they say is they're looking for health, prosperity, and rain. Yeah. Rain? And I really don't understand what cow shit has to do with that. But, y- but I know, you know one thing, though. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, when seeing this video yesterday, just changed the climate change due date when we were all doomed the the climate change doom date the throwing of shit in india now has now accelerated the demise of all of mankind by 6 months well this has been going around i know but that, but this is part of it right isn't it isn't it cow farts part of the whole methane and the toxicity going and by know. the way india with all due respect to our good friends is one of the filthiest places on earth most of it I mean, not some of it. Right. Most of it it's is... It's a very interesting... My daughter was just in India. She, she was just, there for a month, she right? She was there for a month, and it is beautiful. The people No, there's no are doubt about wonderful. it. They, they have such a zest for life, but she said that it was a very interesting dynamic because the caste system 
used to be in place. For those of you who do not know what the caste system is um, in India, they they you're not a cast member like working at Disney, right? No, they they used to believe, and a lot of people still do, um, that you are born into a lower caste so that you and then through reincarnation and if you do well in a life then you can come back in a better and higher caste and then you have a better life so you do well in one life and then you your next life will be better and you keep improving 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 until eventually you come back and you are and you're a doctor here at penn hospital in philadelphia i mean that's kind of what they believe but but um the 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 Buddhist idea, or excuse me, not Buddhist, Hindu. Right. The Hindu idea is that um, you the the they have sort of interpreted the idea of seeking joy and doing by well. throwing poop at one another. No, oh. that that um, that as long as it as long as you find internal peace and bring yourself joy, then that is how you will better your life. So if they feel like it'll bring them joy to throw trash on the ground because they don't want to cross the street to put it into a receptacle, then that is bringing them inner peace. And so it has sort of fueled a cesspool. That's what she said. She talked to people there, and that's kind of what's going on. I'm I'm hearing this from her. And again, that's their country, and they can do whatever they want. And there's obviously, you know, the Taj Mahal is a beautiful place. And when you see India, you see some beautiful places. But if you look around India... And China is the same way, except China represses their people much worse. I mean, that country is a disaster as far as right. dictatorships and the way people are treated yeah. by religion and anything it's just else. A very, I mean, there's a lot of different cultural things. But there's a lot of dirt. I mean, there's right. a lot of filth. You see people. Well, in that's the, because there's so many people. And exactly. there are a lot of people that are living in But yet, in we're, the, we're the ones like, you know how I find inner peace? I pick up other people's trash on my street. When I walk down the street and I see trash all over the street, I do my part. I pick up trash and put it in the trash can while many of my neighbors are filthy, dirty, disgusting pigs and throw stuff in the street. But I'm the one who has to feel guilty for climate change and other people who don't pick up their own crap, throw stuff down, live in countries that are polluted beyond human comprehension. But I'm supposed to feel guilty that the world's going to come to an end because we can't fix the climate. Right. And all the bullshit comments... The idea behind that argument is that we we want to set an example. Of course we do, but we do. We don't do what these other countries do. I know. And by the way, the population of the United States is 320 million. You know what the population of India is? Like 2 billion people. And then China, between China and India, there's like 4 billion people, their populations. We have 300 million people. But yet we're the ones... Who have to fix this problem? That's the kind that makes me want to go out and start throwing shit at the wall, or going to throw out shit at City Hall. Well, maybe, maybe or shit at Congress in Washington. Maybe we should bring that uh, festival over here. It's ridiculous, you man. know. You know which. So when I saw this, because this just happened in India, this this uh, shit throwing festival. It was just recently in India, um, and it's a yearly thing. It reminded me because all of these festivals have like mythological uh, origin stories. It reminded me of some other festivals. One in particular, which the one we, in Italy. Have you seen that where they throw tomatoes at each right, other? Which is a, but 
there are so many. At least they can make a nice sauce afterwards. Yeah. You know, <laughs> well, when I you're throwing know. tomatoes and you get the tomatoes and you puree it by throwing it at somebody, then you make a nice spaghetti sauce or gravy. When you're throwing you're shit w- at each other. You're going to wipe it off your body and make a spaghetti it doesn't, sauce I'd rather do. What, what are you going to do when you throw shit at everybody and it's all over? Well, no. And I, the shit stops flying. What do you say? Hey, good job, everybody. How many, how many, uh, how many direct hits did you have? Now they also in in how many kill shots? I forget if it's Spain or Italy. <laughs> they also have an orange throwing festival where they throw oranges at each other. That would hurt even more than a tomato. I think that's down in Florida in college football season. They do that but stuff. Our favorite, in our Miami. very, very, very favorite festival of all time, which we have talked about and we want to go to, is also a mythological story origin. Game of Thrones? Penis Festival in Kawasaki, Japan. Yes, I've seen this. You yes. talk about letting the good times roll. In Kawasaki, Japan, they worship the big dongs. Yes, and the thing that is absolutely... Which was a movie I saw last night on Hustler TV and pay-per-view at 2 o'clock in the morning. So so the, the Penis Festival, for anybody that's ever <laughs> been to Japan, knows that they actually have a very um, uh, prudish... Outlook, but they're very, they're very. They're not prudish classic. if they have women like licking gigantic big penises. Is, but this is unusual, and it it's like the only time of year that everybody, including grandmothers and kids and all sorts of people, they they all get into this penis thing, and um, they have penis uh, pops and penis waffles, and, and they penis. have like these gigantic. You know how like in religious, I'm not trying to compare this to a religious thing. But you like you see these religious events where they have like statues well, of fertility. the Virgin Mary. No, but like in Sicily, there's a big. Yes. When I was in Sicily visiting my family, right across the street there's this church, and they do this festival where they bring Jesus down the street. Right. But it, here it's similar to a, that, they have except a they have shrine. gigantic penis shrines. Yes. That they're walking down they have the street. Big old phalluses that walk around, Dude. and everybody wants to touch it. Um, but <laughs> I believe this- Nick Foles actually threw out the first penis at that one. <laughs> now I love to me this is this is from Ranker if anybody wants to know this ranks the Ranker top, the, the the top crazy festivals oh, around so the world. Oh so there's a ranking is this yes. like a top 10 high, uh, best ranked festivals around the world? But let me tell you where the penis Does festival, it count Coachella? It doesn't count like Coachella. No, some of the Coachella might be on there. Does it count the, the stupid Maddox. made in America one? Uh I know. No, that's it's a music weird. festival. Right. But Coachella Burning Man is on this list. Yeah, but but Burning Man is a fe- it's not a music fe- like Coachella's a music festival. But isn't Burning Man part of Coachella? No, absolutely no? not. No, oh, Coachella's okay. going on right now. Okay. Well, whatever. Burning Man's in the summer. What's the matter with you, Robin? I don't know. Wait a minute. I had to do it. I'm sorry. I hate to do it to you this early in the show. Well, we're an hour and a half in. So let me let me tell you the origin because the origin of this is actually very dramatic and 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 kind of graphic. I love the I this love the penis the idea. festival yes, you're talking about. This is about? the penis festival in Kawasaki mm-hmm. um, that is done every single year, and according to legend. And this dates back to like the 1600s. A sharp-toothed demon fell in love with a woman and chose to marry a human. But she chose to marry a human man instead of Was this a Disney him. movie too? The X-rated Disney version of a, uh, a princess. This uh, would be a good X-rated movie, that's for sure. So, in retaliation, the demon took up residence inside the woman's vagina. Dude. Prior to her wedding night, and when the happy couple tried to consummate their marriage, the angry demon took a huge bite out of the groom's penis. And after the woman remarried again, the demon consumed yet another penis. So a local blacksmith, she went down to the local blacksmith. She she was smart. 
she went down to the local. Was, she, uh, was he under the, the spreading chestnut tree? The village smithy uh, stood or whatever he did she, under there. She she had the blacksmith <laughs> make a steel phallus, so Dude. in pretty much a steel dildo for mm-hmm. her. And then when she inserted it, the demon, thinking that it was another man, chomped down on the steel penis, lost all of his teeth, crawled out of her vagina, and ran off forever. We have tape, I believe. <laughs> because of that legend is why they have the Kanamara Matsuri Festival Hi. Known, moshi moshi. known as the Festival of the Steel Phallus moshi moshi. I love this I lo- <laughs> this is a festival I could totally get behind or in front of or on top of yeah we gotta make we gotta do a remote from there <laughs> We just missed it, though, right? What, did we have the because uh, there's all these all these great festivals. You know, spring and summer. That's what it's all about. Festival season. Do we have the dates on those? We have to plan our calendar and do some. I know. Remotes. I need to look. It I want to go to the penis festival. I do too. I think it's fantastic. I also want to go to uh, what's the fest down there in, in uh, Fantasy Fest? Not the one here in Philadelphia. The radio station. Now, one. I want to go to the real Fantasy Fest in Key West this yes, year. Yes, we. That's in September. It's always in September. Now, um, another strange festival is the Wife Carrying Championship Festival in Sunkajarvi, Finland. I've seen that one. Our, our buddy uh, Bert Kreischer went over there and did that. Did he? Did, but he, Remember, he, did he carry his wife? Or no, he just else's? carried some chick that they have, some renter wife over there. In Finland. But um, people might ask now why somebody would would do this. But this but, one's more fun. It, it's like a it's like a race. It's like a race where yes. a guy puts his wife on her back, on his back, and then they run through an obstacle course. Right. right? And then if you win, then you win your wife's weight in beer. So it's almost kind of like a challenge to. Carry. So you don't want to have like some like. You know, you don't want a little, little, little thing. No, you don't want a what do you call a spinner. But. You want to get like a Rosie but, O'Donnell. But if you have or, a spinner or a little tiny thing. Yeah, it's only then, like 100 pounds of then, wine. That's then a you beer. Might, but but you might actually be able to run faster, but you won't get as much beer. So if you have somebody like me, I'm a little, I got more meat on my bones. Yeah. Then you would get more beer, but you might not make it to the end. <laughs> as long as they don't give me any like damn nasty looking herring afterwards, because that's all they eat in no, Finland. No, no, no. This is just beer. I mean, but in I'm Finland, sure they, they eat all beer. that like fish right. and stuff. Not that there's anything wrong with fish. But like cold, dry fish. Sorry, I'm not eating that shit. Now, you mentioned the La Tomatina in Bunol, Spain, which is the tomato La Tomatina. Yeah. I thought it was in Italy. No. Now, in Italy is the Battle of the Oranges. Oh, in, in Italy? Yes. I thought it was in Italy that they threw tomatoes. No, it's So in, in Italy, they throw oranges. Yes, they throw But or- then in, in Spain is where they throw the tomatoes yes, at one another. the Tomatina. And um, they make a nice uh, guac or with a nice little, uh, what do you call it, queso sauce? Salsa. Salsa. Yeah, a little salsa. Now you get fresh orange juice after the, the Italian one. Maybe put a little champagne or, or something in it. That would be yummy. Um, then um, there's the Mud Festival in South Korea. Yeah, mud, mud wrestling. Been there, done that. I did uh, spaghetti wrestling. was one of my now, favorite nights. here's one that would be fun in Thailand. It's the Songkran Festival in Thailand. The Songkran? And it is a water, a huge water fight. The entire town gets into this, and they have, like, super, super soakers right. and um, squirters. Uh, water they have any guns, squirters out buckets, there? And, and the best is the elephants get in on it. So the elephants will spray you with water as well. So, but people like are riding down the street. I see a couple people on scooters, right? And then people are shooting them with water. It's like going to a water park. But it's you know, everywhere. You do, yeah, no but that, that's just a one day thing. But you go to a water park, 
and then they have the bridge when the when you come down the slide afterwards, uh-huh. and they have people with the water yes. guns that can spray you with them. It's like this. So you yeah. you are not safe no matter where you go on April thirteenth. New Year's Day in Thailand, and it's the epic super soaker battle of the century. We do that all the time. We used to turn the fire hydrants on and and make uh, peacocks with them when we were kids. Uh huh. You know the hot waters yes. run. We got the wrench. We'd open up the fire hydrant in the summer, and then, and you, then you stick get, your ass in front of it. You could stick your ass in front of it and make like the big like a peacock. Wouldn't that give but you? But then like if a you were really enema? strong, if you were a strong kid, you would get behind the water plug and then put your hands in front of it and pull it. And see if you can make it with your hand, oh. putting your ass up against it. You know, you can do it. Put your back into it. You can do it. Put your ass back into your ass it. Up, back put your, your ass into it. Put yeah. your ass into it. But the water fest thing, you can do that any yeah. weekend. I'm not flying all the way to Thailand. If I'm flying to Thailand, actually, I'll do my own. I'll go order some pad thai, uh, pad thai noodles with chicken. Open the fire hydrant, and we'll have our own damn uh, water festival. Yeah, uh, Cool Cold 26 says they have those in Philadelphia, but they've been um, banning water guns. They're banning everything. I think, I, know. I think if you open a hydrant now, the Philadelphia mayor comes out and then immediately has your uh, plug wrench stolen, taken away, and then he charges you per gallon on the water that you waste in the summertime. Now, in Japan, they have a lot of naked men battles. Um, I like this one. I, I, Where the guys wear those stupid big diapers? Well, it's like the sumo wrestler yeah, exactly. thing. Um, That's big dump. dump now, diapers. in in Shetland, Scotland, they have the Apalia. 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 I think that that's how it's pronounced. And the people of Shetland slip into Viking garb and parade through the streets and lit torches. Big deal. I do that on Saturday nights in the holiday season. Now, in Oaxaca, Mexico, they have <laughs> Night of the Radishes. Night of the Radishes? Yes. Wasn't that is. a movie on Cinemax one night? Somebody else wrote, too. <laughs> but it's a radish carving skill festival. Dude. Which is... You know, you know where it is, right? And I've been there. Not yeah, for the radish carving. Oaxaca. Oaxaca. Oaxaca, Mexico. Beautiful. Um, and it's just before Christmas. Uh, now, these are some weird ones. I like this. The other ones aren't weird? Well, they're all kind of weird, but some are more weird than others. The Fiesta de Santa Marta de Ribartem in Las Nieves, Spain. So anybody that has had a near-death experience, Mm -hmm. they go into these coffins, and they get carried up a hill into the graveyard. But they're still alive. They're still alive. They've just had a near-death experience. Right. And then they get carried up the hill into the graveyard. Inside an open coffin. Inside an open coffin, as if they are dead. And then when they're at the graveyard, then they get up out of their coffin and they celebrate still being alive. And then the rest of the town parties with them. So it's celebrating. But you could lie. You could say, I had a near-death experience. Give me a ride in a coffin up the hill so yes. we can get wasted. Yes. That's stupid. But it's a, it's a showing gratitude of life, which I kind of like that. You know, we should have more gratitude of being alive and, and having fun. I do every day when I wake up. And now, I take my allergy pill and say, you know, my allergies are bad, but. I'm grateful for another day. Now, there's also the Thailand Monkey Buffet Festival. No, you don't. Do they eat monkey brains like they did in those? Remember the movies? What were those movies that were big in the, the Raider, Well, there was the Faces Raiders. of Death. No, yeah. there were movies about oh, like people eating, yeah. doing all kinds of weird Faces things. Faces of Death, I think. But and they were eating monkey brains and all that other stuff. I have had. Have you had brains. monkey brains? I have had monkey brains, and I did not care for it. Um, uh, the Monkey Buffet Festival in Thailand is where they actually created a huge buffet for the monkeys. Do they bring out the crab legs, and then there's a riot when there's not enough crab legs at the buffet like there are in many buffets? You know, we went to a couple buffets once. 
And yeah. they have like on special on Tuesday nights, it's like crab legs, all you can eat. Mm-hmm. And they go in these places and they got everything, you know, these buffets, mostly they're Asian buffets. So they have, right. but then they have like pizza, greens, mm-hmm. but, but they have mostly like, you know, uh, pot stickers and, and people get people get uh feisty over there. Oh, yeah, but so people, you know, because it's all you can eat, but they want crab legs, they want the crab, right? Claws. That's what they're there for, and they stand there. And once the crabs come out, it's like a free for all, yes. I'm sure there's been a lot of throwdown these I'm buffet sure. places when they, like, when they run short of the damn like, crab legs. What if somebody right in front of you takes like the last 10 crab legs right. and doesn't bother to leave you any? Instead, they could have just taken two or three. But I'm like, throwing down right there. Yeah. I'm overturning the. I'm doing Brett Brown at halftime of last night's Sixers game. I'm going ape shit. Yeah, Oakland. Uh, Oakland Ken says in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, the monkey they ate monkey braids inside the skull. I know. I, I saw it. that. It was fresh though, at least. Now, um, yeah, we'll not talk about that. Redneck games in United States and Canada. Well, there's not every weekend and like in the South. Now here's a weird one. It's called the El Colacho in Castillo de Murcia in Spain. And it is the baby jumping. The Castillo de Mur- Murcia. Not more to, we used to, we I think they say Murcia. Murcia. I don't think Castello it's, it's not de like Mur- Italian. Murcia. I know. I, I know Spanish, Spanish Rob. But it's a Castello. It's a castle. Yes. It is. For somebody that actually speaks Spanish, let me know if it's Murcia or Murcia. Um, but it's the baby jumping festival, which is really kind of crazy and weird. Like, so they put babies out in the streets? Yes. They put babies in, like... You know, like the guys that jump over motorcycles and right. stuff like that, they do that with babies. But it looks like they're in some sort of padded uh They're placed container. on a mattress. Okay. So it's with a, a mattress. And, 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 and then these, these people dressed up as devils take turns leaping over them. But they're, they're not using motorcycles no, and stuff. No, no, no. But they're running they down the street. And, and then they, they do hurdles over babies. But they're, they're not that high. Even a drunk could do that. One would hope. Well, what if somebody if somebody could still trip and fall or do what you know? Accidents happening happen. It's kind of crazy. That's stupid. It is stupid. And here's my my most favorite uh, one, which can cause the most damage: Las Bolas de Fuego in Nevada. Or as we like El- to say, man, my balls are on fire tonight. Yeah. Ball, great goodness gracious, great balls of fire in El Salvador. In El Salvador. I wonder why they all want to get the hell out of here and come to the United States. Get Their the, balls are on fire. It's the Fireball Festival. <laughs> and it, uh, this was one of those, They they um, it's because of the volcano that destroyed everything. They saw big uh-huh. balls of fire coming out of the was volcano. Jerry Lee Lewis throwing out the commemorative, yes. commemorative first fireball? And so they now Did they gather, have any, They didn't have any fireball, the stupid drink that everybody's doing. They now, right? might. I don't That's know. That's awful, man. But now the locals gather in the town square and throw flaming rags at one another to reenact the battle between San Geronimo and the devil. This sounds like a fantastically smart idea to Absolutely. throw flaming rags at Would you rather other. throw a flaming rag, flaming lips, or hot shit at somebody if you had a choice? <clears throat> now, I could go on. Go on to Ranker. See all the different Ranker. Ones. It's R A N K E R. Yes. Ranker. Now they have all sorts of other moose ones, but... dropping festival in Alaska. Yep. And then let me a couple more. Don't um, have to explain them. You obviously oh, self explain. This one actually is kind of really funny. The Frozen Dead Guy Day in Colorado. Frozen Dead Guy Day. Frozen Dead Guy Day. So I guess there is somebody, a dude, who got cryogenically frozen. Was it Ted Williams' brain? I don't know who it is, um, but. 
now Frozen Dead Guy Celebration runs for three days and takes place in the Colorado town of Nederland. Which, Nederland. Hey, that's... Is that you near know, Telluride? I, um, but three days of Frozen Dead Guy look-alike contests so you, to see if you look like the Frozen Dead dude that's cryogenically frozen, Frozen T-shirt contests, uh, coffin races, and polar plunges take place. And honor, oh, this is the guy's name. But the guy's not dead, though. There's a guy. Bredo Morstall, he was cryogenically frozen. So the guy that they put in this casket that they're running down the... No, no, no. That's a a casket uh, race, a coffin race. But the real guy who has been really cryogenically frozen, his name is Bredo Morstall. And he exists right there in that town in suspended animation. But in this, I'm looking at the picture. So it's like they throw snow and make a trail out of it, Right. right? And then there's people with shorts and and hel- pink helmets, basically carrying what looks like a coffin with the stick sticking out. So that's one team, and then there's another team behind. But them, so who's the co- guy in the stupid box? This is you're you're th- seeing too much into this. this no, I'm seeing a guy in a box being carried by people running down a snowbank. I am assuming that that is a photograph of the coffin race. Okay, but the co- so who's in the coffin? One of your teammates. Okay, so it's not a dead person. No. It's not a frozen person. No. It's not a Yeti. No. This okay. is all in honor okay, of so the Okay, so they're actually frozen. the frozen person is actually not involved in this. No. They don't carry his ass out there. No. Cryogenically froze like Walt Disney supposedly his brain is no. cryogenically sealed somewhere in Walt Disney World in Orlando. I wonder if Orlando. you can go view him though. Like if you can view Bredo Morstall. And Dean crying. points out, what about the uh Frozen T-shirt contest where they throw hot water on the chicks wearing white T-shirts. You know, I, you I don't about, know. Uh, you want to talk about number two eraser pencils? Yeah, really. After that baby, man, those would be shop. They do have <laughs> other types of frozen. There's a frozen hair festival in Finland, I think. There is. Yes, but where... Bob from Valley Forge says that the frozen guy thing is like Weekend at Bernie's. It is. Which is the, still the greatest yes. movie ever made. It is. We and actually, watch... the sequel. We were just watching the sequel a couple of weeks ago. Even that's good, too. The original, he doesn't dance a lot. The sequel is where he gets up and starts dancing to the music. Remember? Yes. Yeah, because it's the, the, there's uh, some kind of a uh, um, voodoo spell, or spell yeah. that's along with the music. And, it's, and because the music is playing, whenever music plays, he starts to dance. And I think for the Frozen Dead Guy thing actually started, as our buddy Cole, Cool Cole says. It actually started at the Donner party back in the day. It was a frozen dead guy, and then they would eventually eat the frozen dead guy while he was still flash frozen and still consumable so that others could stay alive. Well, there you have it, folks. It's the crazy festivals around the world. If, if you know of one that we have not uh, talked about, please let us know. I'm, I'm all for these festivals. And this way we can set our calendar so that we can do remotes from the ones that we really deem worthy of the Tony Bruno Show going into attendance. But the other thing is, these are not, there's a lot of festivals, they're music festivals. Right? There's wine and food That festivals. doesn't count. Okay, these are just bizarre festivals. These are just bizarre These are festivals. traditional, stupid, throwing right. shit festivals, carrying stuff. Yes. But the festivals like, you know, Made in America, I mentioned Coachella yeah. is underway right now. Ariana yeah, Grande showed up anywhere. yesterday and right. everybody had a boner. I don't know what the hell she did, but she showed up. And by the way, our good buddy Ken in Oakland is talking about, we're talking about Fireball uh-huh. and the, the, the stinking drink Fireball, the liquor. The cinnamon. It's a cinnamon. I like cinnamon, but I hate Fireball. I don't know why. It's just something about it. Yeah. 
Especially doing shots of it. I don't mind Fireball if it's if it's a little bit when it's just straight, it burns my tongue in a certain yeah, way. Yeah, there's like, nothing appealing it's about like, it. It's uh, like those hot tamales. I'd rather do a Sambuca. You know what I mean? Because, no. sam- yes, a Sambuca is better than Fireball. If you're going to do a shot, especially a frozen shot, yeah. you're going to pour it down an ice luge. Fireball XL5, though, was not a drink. It was a great TV show. I think it was with puppets, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. Remember the old show? It was like these guys were like puppets. Hey, and, Tony. And yes. I drank a lot of water. I have to go pee. So right, go I'm pee. Gonna, I'll continue with the continue, regular the festivals. Continue without me for a second. And so you're, there you have it, the Let the Shit Fly Tournament Festival. I believe that one is already... I, I believe we have the actual ending, the closing ceremonies at the Indian Let the Shit Fly Festival. Let's go to the tape. There it is. It's all gone for another year. No, I hate Fireball. I will not. If somebody gives me free Fireball shots, I will not do them. Now, I saw something the other day and on my Twitter feed, at Tony Bruno Show, if you want to follow on Twitter, at Miss Robin Austin. You know, Twister's a big game, and everybody used to play naked Twister when you got a little frisky and you had too much to drink. Now I saw there's bed sheets. Have you seen these? There are fitted sheets that have the Twister dots on them. Now, that's a smart idea. Why didn't I think of that? Because the normal twister thing is just some stupid vinyl mat that you throw on the floor. And then you try to, you know, you do spin the wheel and you get to do the different positions. But how about twister on a bed sheet? That's a great Do they have those at Bed Bath & Beyond yet? I got to go find those, man. Oh, Robin just flushed the toilet, too. Did you hear that? To commemorate her season eight of... Uh, Game of Thrones, she just uh, drained the dragon in the other room. Oh, I feel so much better. But I was overhearing your your uh, Twister bedsheets. Yeah, did you see that? There's, no, I, I Naked Twister. Remember, Twister was a big game. and they, they still sell it. It's just basically a piece of vinyl right. that you throw on the floor with dots on it. And but you got to do contortion. It's not as fun, though. Like, if the vinyl one is really great because then you oil up a little bit ahead of time so that everybody's slippery. Well, yeah, that's good. That's naked. And you, uh, can't, you can't do that with... A bed a sheet? Bed sheet. Maybe it should be a vinyl bed sheet. It, yeah, it should be a, it should be a, a water-soluble bed yes. sheet. I agree. Or if it's just a couple. But do you really need to play Naked Twister with one person on a bed sheet? Don't you have to have multiple people to make Twister fun? Yes. It's not as much fun with just two people. Strike the idea about the stupid bed sheets. It looks cool, but it really serves no purpose. Unless yeah. you have a really... You have to have a solid mattress. If the mattress is like all bendy and stuff, it's no good. No. You got to be able to stay firm, horizontal. You need, you need to stay <laughs> stiff. You have to be stiff. Oh. You have to be pliable and stiff at the same time. You've got to be ambidextrous, amphibious, and all the other ambi things that you need. Except ambien, because then you'll fall asleep and nobody will give yeah, a shit. Trevor, Trevor from the two hundred three said, "Multiple people for Twister. I'm in. Let's go." And cool Cole says, "Bruno, you're full of sheet. No doubt about it." But we also have to get to the dude, where's my porn update today. Yes. We've got a lot of stuff. We're only not even two hours into the show. We have spit so much game and information and knowledge. Did you want to do it's that? It's unbelievable. I, I mean, I just had a really long, uh, crazy festival update. Do you want to wait a while before I do Yeah, let's wait a while. Let okay. it digest. Now, um, since if you need to go to the bathroom as well, I don't know. but uh, I don't. Okay. Um we got to, you know, uh, unfortunately, because of our phone situation, I wanted to get Steve on. No. 
I want to get Steve Green on to talk about tonight's big Foodie Chats Festival here in Philadelphia. It's ridiculous. I'm sorry. We still don't have that See, straightened the, out. Yet. The thing is, is that I I do have Skype calling capabilities, mm-hmm. but the only problem with the Skype calling capability is that I can't set it up ahead of time. Skype calls, the only way that it pops up into my editing suite mm-hmm. is if it is go- it's live. And so it's just really awkward the way they made it, the, the way Skype allows you to bring a, bring a call in, whether it's audio or video. It's annoying. I wish that I could have like the window already preset and then you just dial somebody up and then you bring it live. But it doesn't allow you to do that. So that's the other. Um, and I also need to have, an, for, for a video Skype call, I need to get an extra little camera. An extra little camera? Yeah. Because the person wouldn't be able to see me just correct. looking at the live stream That is correct. Camera. Because that's one of the issues with um, the editing software that I have, well, anything, um, is that when you are utilizing a camera, it'll only allow you to l- utilize the camera for one application. It doesn't allow you to share the camera with multiple applications. This, this uh, technology shit is killing me, man. By the way, Bob <laughs> from Valley Forge checking in today, and he always checks in. I'm going to design kitchen bed sheets, he says, Bob from Valley Kitchen Forge. bed sheets. Kitchen bed sheets, he says. You know why? Because when his wife goes to sleep, It'll be the only time she does anything in the kitchen. Oh. Oh. But um bum. Oh. But um bum. You like that one? That's bad. I could say that about Robin, too. If I put sheets in the kitchen, well, she cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. She just doesn't clean in the kitchen. Because that's your job. Our kitchen is a veritable petri dish. When I cook, you clean. That's and when how I it move, works. you move. Now, back to the uh, sports for just a moment here. I mean, it is a sports show, after Not all. Re- no, it really isn't. It's an everything show. That's what's great about this. Anybody can talk stupid sports. We mentioned Russell Wilson, by the way. You see that story? Because yesterday he had a deadline of midnight last night to get a new contract. Uh, and he wanted a new contract, obviously, with Seattle. And people were wondering, would he show up? He said he was going to show up for training camp, OTAs, even if they didn't get a deal done. But he wanted to get it done, even though he has a, he's going into the last year of his contract in Seattle. And he basically is the franchise, Russell Wilson, an amazing, amazing player. So what happens? Everybody's saying, woo, if they franchise him, he still won't be paid enough. And plus, he'll do it for one year at a time. Do you do that to Russell Wilson, the guy who's meant so much to your franchise? And obviously, they didn't do that with Russell Wilson. Because last night, while the Warriors were blowing a 31-point lead late in the third quarter, they got it done in Seattle. Other than the Starbucks and all the coffee and all of the people on the streets and the bad grunge music, they got Russell Wilson's deal done. And other than the Seattle Mariners, who got off to that great start, now taking on major water out there. You see the Mariners? No. They have now lost four in a row, and they have fallen into second place in the American League West. The Astros are red hot. They've won nine in a row. And they moved into first place in the American League West. They're eleven and five. Seattle, four straight losses, a half game back. They started out thirteen and two, and now they are thirteen and six, which is still pretty damn good. San Diego leads in the West, even though they've lost two in a row. They're eleven and seven. The Dodgers, second place, one game out. But in the American League East, what a shit show that is. 
Tampa Bay, your Devil Rays, Rays, whatever the hell you want to call them, are 12 and 4. Guess who's in second place in the American League East? You're probably going to say the Yankees, right? Nope. You may, maybe you'll say uh, the Red Sox. Nope. How about those Blue Jays? Hell no. It is the much maligned Baltimore, Baltimore, Baltimore Orioles. The Baltimore Orioles, who are 1-6 at home so far this season, are now in second place in the American League East behind the Tampa Bay Rays with a record of 7-10. 7-10 is in second place in the American League East. The Yankees lose. Oh, the Yankees are 6-9. and nine. The Red Sox, the defending champs, 6-11. and 11. If they get one more win, they could be a 7-11 and probably should go start a franchise and get the hell out of baseball for this year. Man, what a disaster. The Red. What's up with the Red Sox, man? What's up with the Red Sox, Dean? What the hell happened? And your Toronto Blue Jays are 6-11. and 11. So that right now is the most embarrassing division in baseball, in my opinion. When your Baltimore Orioles, who many people think to be predict to be one of the worst teams in baseball, where they can't even win a damn game at home, they've won one game at home, are in second place. And I know it's early in the season, and I know the Yankees aren't going to be that bad. And they got pitching problems and guys hurt. But the Red Sox, man, the Red Sox is a disgrace. And speaking of the Red Sox, well, he has nothing to do with them. But the great comeback, we talked about Tiger Woods' comeback. We talked about the L.A. Clippers' comeback from 31 down. We talked about the Sixers' third quarter where they came out and boat raced the Brooklyn Nets last night. We have a baseball comeback update, Robin. Not a comebacker to the mound, but a player who says, that's enough. Well, I've had enough. I want to pitch again. Carlos Zambrano. You remember Carlos Zambrano, the pitcher for the Cubs? A big guy. But the guy had a, it was pretty much of a loose cannon in his career. Guy liked to bust shit up. He liked to get in trouble. He would have outbursts. He would do all kinds of crazy stuff. And he hasn't pitched in the major, major league since 2012. That's like seven years ago he's been out of major league baseball. So he's down in Miami now. Because remember, the last time we saw him pitching was for the Chicago Cubs in the 2011 season. And he was pretty good. Remember, they, they had a pretty good rotation. And Carlos Zambrano was a guy who could throw it pretty hard. Big guy. You know who he is. So in, his, in one of his last starts, and that was actually his last start for the Chicago Cubs in 2011. They were playing the Atlanta Braves. He struck out five. He gave up five home runs in that game. Five home runs against Atlanta. He got out. He was pissed off. He left. He busted up the bullpen, busted up the, the, the locker room. And then he quit the team. He left. They suspended him and then traded him to the Miami Marlins, where he faded into Bolivia, which is a little further south than Miami. But he's been living down there. And now all of a sudden he appears yesterday, Carlos Zambrano. And he says, I had an account encounter with God in Venezuela. So he, was, he went down to Venezuela. He's been uh, playing in the Mexican League the right. last couple of years. So Carlos Zambrano, ladies and gentlemen, found God. Yeah, he also was a great pitcher, too. He could hit. He could throw hard. But Carlos Zambrano now says, don't call it a comeback. Even though I've been gone since nineteen uh, since, <laughs> since 2012. He says he's been in Mexican League over the winter. He got the fastball up there to 89 miles an hour, and that's not good enough. Carlos Zambrano is not going to make it in the big league. 
with an 89-mile-an-hour fastball. But he says he hit 94 on the machine. And he says, forget about starting again. If he could get it, if he could throw a 94-mile-an-hour fastball, he says he thinks he could still pitch in the major, major leagues in a bullpen somewhere. Now, there's a lot of bad bullpens in baseball. Carlos Zambrano, I want to ask the fans out there. He's not on a mission from God, and he doesn't have a, a fresh pack of cigarettes and a tank of gas. He's Carlos Zambrano, and he wants to come back and come back hard. You think somebody will give him? Why not? Why not bring him in and give him a look-see? Yeah. The guy was a good player, man. Now, he's not, but he says when he found God, he realizes that he's not going to be the same hot-headed guy that he was before. It's kind of like uh, it's a revelation. Uh, the, the, oh, what was that baseball movie? Um, Field of Dreams? No, no, nobody found God there. They found no. a cornfield. Um, oh, shoot. With Charlie Sheen and, and Major League. Major League. Nobody was... found God in that movie. They found voodoo. That was a voodoo. And then he switched... And it, but it was a name that sounded very much like him. It was no, it was Jobu. Jobu was the guy who does Jobu. the Allstate commercials, who you met at an yes. All-Star party in L.A. many years ago. Remember him? But he had the voodoo thing, and yeah, then he, he played, got he, rid of the voodoo he, thing. He played he Jobu played was his name, and then he had the voodoo, and he killed chickens, and he did the whole voodoo thing in the locker room in, in, uh, in Major League. Yes. But that had nothing to do with finding God. No, you don't find God when you turn to voodoo, Robin. What kind of voodoo do you do? Isn't it, there's something about God involved in voodoo? No, there's not. Who are you? Are you a satanic worshiper? I need to. F- voodoo is not a real. I mean, voodoo is, a, is is about hocus pocus and, no. and lotions and potions and killing chickens and worshiping false idols or American idols or Eric Idol or any of these people. Voodoo is it a religion? I guess any kind of cult following is a religion. It's a religion. By, the, by the, the sheer definition. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. Haiti is it? Haitian? But you just, well, Haiti they do voodoo. Yes, but I, it's to me. I don't consider it a religion, but it's a cult, and they believe no, it's in. A, it's a religion. It's not a cult. It's it's just like anything is a religion that you know. Religions are technically cults. Well, okay. If you want to yeah. go that well, route, when, cu- when you hear the word cult, you're thinking of the bad thing. It's like when you hear the word spy, you're thinking of. Uh, uh, surveillance, which is the same damn thing. Spying and surveillance, by the way, are the same damn thing. Let me get that straight first off. For people who think spying is anything more than surveillance. Uh, Voodoo. That you do. Well, I love the voodoo that you do. It's the wall of voodoo. And Billy Idol. And Eric Idol. And because was don't they don't they like sacrifice chickens? What religion sacrifices animals, Robin? Well, Catholicism used to. Hello. Yeah, but they've they've they've, uh, they've evolved. All right, <laughs> they've evolved. And a I'm, lot of religions used to do crazy shit. Yeah, but they don't anymore. Except voodoo practitioners, they still believe in lotion. Listen, listen I believe in lotions, potions, creams, ointments, suppositories, incense, and all that other shit. If it's going to get me laid, I'm going to light the incense. I'm going to put some candles out, and I'm going to put some false idol on the thing. Like my uh, like a lighthouse. I'll worship a lighthouse and have lights and candles burning. All right. Let me tell you what the you got voodoo a voodoo update? I have the voodoo updates. Let's go to your high priestess, Miss Robin. Now, with the <laughs> what we think of as voodoo here in the United States is normally based on the Louisiana voodoo 
um, Haitian voodoo we know a little bit about, but more so about Louisiana. You think about New Orleans and all yeah, that. Yeah, I love New Orleans. I love okay. going to those voodoo places. So the, uh, the voodoo that was brought to French Louisiana was brought in the colonial period by the enslaved Africans from West Africa. And what they believed in, uh, their cultural practices and language and religious beliefs were rooted in spirit and ancestor worship. So all of the people that they are worshiping or, worshiping or talking to are spirits that have passed before them. They're not like demons, or, but they could be bad people that have already died, but they could also be good people that have died. I don't practice Santeria. I don't have a crystal ball. So there you have it. And there's voodoo economics, too. Thank you for that one. But there's also the, the modern day, it kind of like all got intermingled because there are some Catholic-type... Uh, influences in the modern yes. voodoo. And again, is it a religion? Yes, yeah. because it's, it's also a cult. And it's also something that's not mainstream. No. Catholicism, as, as, as fast as it's dying out, is still a pretty mainstream religion. Judaism is a mainstream religion. Muslims practice mainstream religion. Right? Yes. But voodoo and Santeria and... Satan worshiping. Right. Although Satan worshiping is becoming more and more mainstream every day, apparently. I know. I saw a couple of Satan worshipers in Acme the other day. No, those were just like hardcore. What would you call that now? Chifosos, I would call. No, like they were the <laughs> punk. Like I remember when I was in middle school, the punk rock face with face. No, no, this, was, is, this isn't a face. But that was, that was like the, the, the thing was People shaving their head and doing the mohawks that stuck yes. up really high. But here's the difference and, between, again, I don't care what people do with the, their bodies. If they want to deform their bodies and get tattoos on every square inch, I, I don't judge those people. It's just bizarre. So we're in Acme, and there's like five women and one dude. And they're all... The dude had the nicest hair. Yeah, he had it. great hair and great makeup. But again, I, I get you know getting the piercing, and they all had the nose ring thing. Right. Which I think they used to use for bulls, right? That's how they would be able to... Like, yes. So they have the bull thing. That's fine. They're tatted up, which is fine. But they're tatted up everywhere. Yeah. I don't mean just... So back in the day, the punk rockers, that was before everybody had to have tats from you, head to and toe. And you had like the... The, the piercings, piercing yeah. And, the, and you like, dye like your hair pink, purple. Yeah, the bit. It was mostly fashion and it was mostly hair. Right. And, and, and some piercings. And piercings. Now, it's, it's like... It's like a big conglomeration of everything. It's like if you're not tatted up from head to toe, then you really don't fit. And, but the difference between the punk rockers, when they grow up, and they get they let their hair grow in, they can look like normal people if you want to. You can like get out of For punk. The, if if you're yeah, piercings, you take the piercings out again. I'm not telling people what to do, yeah, so if you can your do whatever you want. Haven't gotten infected, or you don't have gauging because gauging won't close up. No, I understand that, up. but gauging's more popular now than ever. Right. But the thing is, these people now who are tatted up from head to toe, all the way up under the neck. If they decide in a couple years they don't want to do this anymore and don't want to paint their hair purple or whatever color they want to paint it, the tattoos are forever. And if you're going to go get them removed, that's a big pro- that's a process you have to trust and it's going to be a painful process. Because I remember I remember when the tattoo thing went the other way. Tattoos people were getting them but mostly military guys, you know, come back sailors would have tattoos. And you see a lot of old school World War II veterans, Korean War veterans, and they're all like your basic blue-black ink tattoos. 
They weren't like right. spectacularly colored. The, yeah. It wasn't art. It was just tattoos. Right. It was the Yakuza in Japan that brought over all the colors. And the yeah, and there's amazing yeah. tattoo artistry going on right now. So tattoos became popular, and, and there were very few women who had tattoos. It was mostly guys, and there were some women. The tramp stamp really revolutionized the whole tattoo thing for the women. If that first woman didn't decide, hey, I'm drunk, I'm in Vegas, how about putting something on my lower back to remember you by? That's what started the women's tattoo craze, the tramp stamp. Am I wrong here, Robin? I mean, if you're going to do a documentary on female tattoos, the tramp stamp is probably number one on your top five tattoos originally gotten by women when this whole fad started and blew up. I agree. Okay. Again, I don't have actual research or documentation. I'm speaking from personal experience and the experience of seeing many lower backs over the years. So this is research. This is like I can be a scientist in my own extensive research and redevelopment. Tramp stamps are number one on the on the board. But then all of a sudden there was a there was a there was a time when tattoos became not cool. And then you saw the rash of tattoo removal services. Do you yes. remember that era? Oh, yeah. It was a big and deal. And it's painful. Like, it's a long process. But now this is the original process where it was even more painful because they were just figuring out how to be able to do it. And then people decided, hey, I don't want these tattoos anymore. I'm going to get them removed. And then, like, not too long after that, boom, it exploded the other way. And then everybody started getting tattoos. Women, children, priests, nuns. Nuns. <laughs> nuns were getting the full neck things all the way oh, yeah. up. I see every, all the nuns with that. <laughs> Children, dogs, cats, animals, anybody. Everybody's getting tattooed. And now you can't walk down the street. If you walk down any street anymore, and again, I'm not judging. I'm just giving you an observation, especially here in Philly. You know, you go into an area with a lot of hipster types and I'm millennials, surprised, though, even older many, chicks. I'm surprised how many of those punk rockers are out there with their hair all in... Mohawks and crazy, yeah. and the 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 tattoos from from everywhere, the piercings mm-hmm. and the and the ripped pantyhose and well, that's such a good look for me, by the way. I mean, it's, there's there's so many different. I, we and just this last week, it seems that everywhere we've gone, yeah. outside, there've been more and more of them. So it's obviously something that's coming back. Or... No doubt about. It. And again, that, that's fine. But the, the difference between going through eras and phases, like when I grew up, and then there was the long hair and the bell bottoms. You know, you grow out of that. And then it comes back again. And then you bring the bell bottoms back. So everything comes back. You know, the old suits with the big collars, the big lapels, they come and go. So there's nothing wrong with fashion trends. But the thing about the ink thing and the gauging, that's forever. Unless you find a way to get rid of it. And I don't know how you do. Well, the gauging Actually, the only thing more painful than going through all the gauges and the tattoos is the Sixers process. There's no doubt about that. Thank you, Luigi, for that. That's a good... That's that a was very a painful very, process, yes. That was yes. a good segue. That's Luigi coming up with a great line right there. <laughs> you know, well, actually, even, even herpes is not forever anymore. No. Tattoos are forever. Even even HIV isn't forever anymore, right? I there's, guess. There's drugs now. I see this ad for this commercial... You can uh, basically eliminate any kind of test that shows you have HIV if you take the certain drug. Well, isn't that what Magic Johnson did? No, Magic Johnson had unbelievable medications and before right. any of the. Now but, it's mainstream. But he he said in an interview, I forget how many years ago, that he is in effect HIV free. Yeah, no doubt about it. And now there's a drug that's out too, and you see ads for it 
that if you're HIV positive, you can take this medication, and I guess it starts eliminating the HIV virus to the point where it's undetectable. So anyway, so there's a lot of good things that are... uh, (laughs) Bob from Valley Forge. If Carlo Zambrano comes back, he's really going to get tattooed. (laughs) So that's what happens when pitchers get hit real hard, Robin. It's called getting tattooed. Now, if you get screwed, blued, and tattooed, that was my goal back in the day when I was a young punk kid in South Philly from the streets. To get screwed, blued? Screwed, blued, and tattooed. You got it, Robin? Well, you it's never like got a, the tattoo. No, I know, but it, it doesn't matter. As long as you got at least two out of the three, because two out of three ain't bad, as the great meatloaf once sang. Yes. You know what song that was, right, Robin? Um, two out of three, two out of three. Uh, it's part of a song. It's um, I'll do anything. I'll no, do that's no? not the same that's song. That's not it? I'll do anything for, for love, but I won't do that. Right. That's not the same no? song with oh, the... Shoot. Which one is it, then? Uh, it has something to do with an internal part of a car. Oh, uh, making love by the dashboard light or something? It's not making love by the dashboard light. What is it? What is it? Dash- Close enough. Something about dashboard. Something on the dashboard. <sighs> well, you know it. Say it. <laughs> <laughs> Luigi's got his own, like... Own show going on on our on our Twitch TV stream. <laughs> He's streaming a live his own live show, and uh, you can follow Luigi Curto twenty two. It's r- really funny. The only thing stronger than Cromartie's sperm is Magic's immune system. And see, Ant- Antonio Cromartie had all these kids and stuff. But anyway, it was heaven by the wasn't it heaven by the dashboard light? Somebody the actual title was if something I... something by the hash by the dashboard light. It was a reference to banging some chick in your car, and the light was coming through the da- dashboard. Now, if I like had that. another hand, I would actually look it up for you. I'll look it up but real I'm, quick. But I'm then. doing, um, now does not, not just two, not just three, I'm doing four, how many, Tony? How many? Four different things at the same time, um, which uh, is, is not easy to do. Um, I am reminding people on our Facebook live Paradise page, by the dashboard light. I'm Hello. Run, I'm running everybody, reminding everybody on Facebook Live. Now, if you're tuning into the Facebook Live really quick, um, this is just a teaser. It's just a te- paradise. Yes, Joseph Rojas saying, reminding us that it's paradise by the dashboard light. If you I are, said that. I just, I just looked it up. If you are on Facebook Live right now, you cannot hear the audio very well. Why is that? Why? It's because you need to make the switch to Twitch. Oh, I like that. Yes. Um, go to twitch.tv forward slash Bruno Nation Live, and you will be able to hear the full audio, the sound drops, all of the things that you love, the, the multi-camera angles. Oh, P- no and, POV yet, though. We don't have a POV camera. Though. We're working on that. And you will be able to join the chat room. It is a much better chat room than what is here on Facebook. Um, and it is a platform that supports the host.